All right, who's ready to rock the health world with me today on the Robert Scott Bell Show? We're about to get ready here and crank it up for a Monday. It's the 15th of May, 2023. We got a first-time guest on the show, Brad Freedom. A name like that, you might indicate uh, what we might be talking about. You'd be right. Uh, freedom on all levels, including uh, political, spiritual, economic, emotional, mental, physical, all of that's on tap here on the Robert Scott Bell Show this hour. A second hour, we should be uh, simulcasting with TV and a bunch of different topics we got to cover today, uh, including the four pillars of medical ethics that were destroyed during the COVID response. I will argue that those ethics were barely in play prior to that as well uh, and more. We got a question of the day on asthma. And who knows what else you guys bring to it in the chat room at robertscottbell.com slash listen. Let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. You ever had a Monday where it should be Friday already? <laughs> Probably going every Monday feels like it should be Friday already. No, I mean, in, in, in the sheer magnitude of uh, all the things that uh, are needing to get done or, or requested to be done. And it's kind of like that today. So uh, Super Don will be taking over the show duties today. As uh, you know, Super Don, I just teased that. Uh, oh, know. wouldn't that be a show? <laughs> be an awesome show. Are you kidding me? You the man. You got stuff to say. I, all I have to do is get you fired up like you get me fired Two up. Two hours of fart jokes with Super Don. Yes. Would it be that bad, really? I don't think so. I don't want to find out. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot, lot to talk about, a lot to do. Freedom on tap, as always it is. Uh, we were just chatting with uh, Brad Freedom before we went on the air, and uh, I think Super Don was glazing over like, oh, no, no not another Freedom guy. I was oh, really? not. More Freedom? Really? You I was not. I was <laughs> expecting a red, white, and blue cape, though, and I was kind of disappointed. Oh, that's right, because with a name like, uh, you know, last name of Freedom. It's like Captain America's cousin, Brad Freedom. Yes, right? But he knows a lot, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a, a great time chatting about the things that uh, you've heard from me a little bits and pieces over the years. And uh, I'm not the only one. I don't feel so alone now, Super Don. This is great. Uh, there's a lot that's going there's on. There's two of you. Yeah, there's more than that now. Oh, okay. Yeah, the point is, uh, you know, being that lone voice in the wilderness for, you know, I, for, You know what? I got I to gotta say, I was, I was a bit intimidated at first, actually. How so? Have, have you seen Brad Freedom's headshot? No. I, uh, Dude is like, he should be oh, like, like I can't the, believe it's not butter or show something. Show that picture. Show Hold, that picture. I mean, yeah. yeah I need a headshot Look at this. Like that. Come on, dude. Really? Holy really? moly, dude. How are we even supposed to show up for work with that? I, I, was, I was like, wow. Was I've so always funny. wanted to have Barry Gibb on the show. I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> no, I'm that? just kidding. <laughs> I, I can already tell you I like this guy because he's laughing. Uh, and, and you know yeah. what? The, the key to uh, knowing somebody's a, a cool dude is that they have a great sense of humor. And you can tell that. Uh, and he's a, you know, I, I just met him 15 minutes ago, and I'm, I'm already giving him a hard time. Now. He's a, he's a you know, retired Marine. Look out, buddy. He, that's true. That's he's true. Off, right? He knows what to do. Semper so, Fi. Ah, uh, yeah. So we, we've got yeah. that coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Um, question first, though, uh, who who owns your child? That's a big question you've heard. Who owns you? I've, I've posed that question. And uh, people say, of course, I own me, right? Of course, I own my child. And, you know, until they're adults and they, you know, get to figure it out. But 
the reality is quite different from your even your belief system. The question for Brownstone Institute, Matthias Desmet writes a question, who is better at raising your child? You or the state? Now, I would hazard a guess that most every one of you would say, well, of course, I would raise my child better than the state. But many of you who say that don't realize that the state is raising your child if you send your kids to a government indoctrination center, a.k.a. a public school. And they've made it economically so horribly difficult to, to, to homeschool, much less send to a private school that might have some semblance of, uh, of freedom at its core and individual liberty and critical thinking at, at its core. Uh, we did our best with our children. My daughter's about to graduate from uh, school. She, she and uh, my uh, son, her brother, went to Montessori for the first number of years. Um, my son actually went right through the middle school years and then then switched over to private high school and graduated. But uh, my daughter, we moved out of that area because it was going woke at that point where it was a good situation. You know, the Montessori method is a cool method of learning. I like it, but it's a wide variety of quality. You can go to certain Montessoris and, and it's radically different than others. The, the basics should be the same, but in terms of the politics and, and belief systems, that could shift uh, depending on where you are. You know, we talked about a Montessori school, I think it was in upstate New York, that's still masking its children. Like, what? So you can't just say it's this, so it must be good. You have to really delineate like in any anything that you do in life, just because it borrows the name or verbiage or whatever, uh, don't assume that it is legit. And, you know, I've got great questions, I believe, for, for Brad. He's talking about things I've been talking about for decades as well. And I'm thrilled that more people are here to do that and also to provide options for you to consider and to investigate. And that's kind of what we'll do as well. But if you think about, not only if, whether you send your kids to a public school or a private school or homeschool, um, you know, my daughter's graduating from an American heritage school. They don't teach hate America. They don't teach communism is awesome and socialism is wonderful. Uh, it's about critical thinking. And that's an important uh, part of any upbringing, whether it be in any school system. And as, as I've said this, if you do happen to, for whatever reason or lack of reason, send your kids to government indoctrination centers, you are going to have to invest significant amounts of time, energy, and effort to deprogram them from the cult of government and everything else that they teach. And it can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done. And some kids can survive it. I mean, I'm a product of government indoctrination centers back in the uh, 70s and 80s, and I overcame it. But I had to unlearn, even through university level, much of what I had learned to know what I know today. But I had a sneaking suspicion something was horribly awry or wrong. Now, for me, what motivated me to learn what I did was my health or lack of health. And when I realized the doctors, even if they meant well, were disasters, drug disasters, I began to ask questions about not only them as the orthodoxy in their church, which is the cult of pharmaceutical you know, mysticism, but then you look at the other orthodox uh, religions and those who represent them. They may or may not be spiritual. They might proclaim to be spiritual, but then you find out when you ask them questions, it's like, wait a second, are you, are you working for the state? Or, or are you on a mission from God? It's a legitimate question. And so, you know, these are the things that I encountered in my, let's say, journey to healing and health that I began to ask questions of all institutions or began to question all institutions of, of man, if you will, to come to conclusions that were very uncomfortable, very difficult, and very frightening, to be honest. If you look at what you think the world is, and then something shatters that worldview, causes you, you to become disillusioned in what you thought was right, true, correct, and solid, and all of that. And you one day learn that 
it's built on a, you know, it's like a house of cards or built on a foundation of sand. There's not any reality other than the belief we imbue into it. And collectively, and I'm not a collectivist, but if enough people, I think biblically, they talk about if two or more come together, right? In God's name, that kind of thing, that you have a great power that's granted unto you. And that's true in a negative context as well. If we buy into uh, somebody else's belief and make it our own, we strengthen that belief. And maybe it answers the question is, how is this, how is this monetary system even functioning today? The fiat money system from the Federal Reserve of 1913 on forward to the IMF and the World Bank and all their interrelationships, realizing, as G. Edward Griffin pointed out, the Federal Reserve is neither federal nor does it have any reserves. And yet it still functions while we are trillions and trillions, trillions. I say we, the corporate United States, declared bankruptcy in 1933 on the congressional record. And ever since, they keep renewing the bankruptcy. And you're wondering, well, what country can operate in bankruptcy year after year, decade after decade, and still be a country? Isn't that an interesting question? I think it's an interesting and a valid question. And at what point do you go into receivership where you clearly cannot pay your debts? This is why the 14th Amendment says you can't question the debt of the United States. Although I would argue, and some have, I've asked the question, can argue if the, the debt is illegitimate, unconstitutional, yes, you have to question those things. Then the question is, how do they continue this ruse? How does it man, how do they manage to continue it? And, and believe me, it does tie into this raising your child. You were the state. How do they continue? Because they continue to collateralize that money that you and I know, or any mathematician or, or accountant knows, it's just how do you gain enough money inflow to pay that which doesn't even exist in reality other than through artifice by borrowing against the future? And who is collateralizing that? Who is collateral for that future, for that debt that we can't repay? Our kids, their kids? Yeah, indeed. In fact, and then you go into the history of the 20th century post-Federal uh, Reserve Act of 1913, and you begin to see how they promised it would only impact when they in engaged in some kind of tax code alteration. Was a 16th Amendment then uh, income tax, which didn't functionally change definition wise anything about the way they could lay and collect taxes in terms of the original uh, aspects in the Constitution. But perceive, perception becomes reality. And they argued that everybody now has to have a number, thanks to you know FDR's uh, social construct, basically socialism light, social security. And then you are numbered like cattle and you are contributing whether you want to or not a bit of everything you think you're earning, they put into an account that is not your account. <laughs> it doesn't even, it's like, whatever we want to do with this money, we'll do it. Now it's so far beyond the ability to pay back anybody that's in that system. Now, maybe if you're a retirement agent, receiving a little bit like my mom at 89, she'll get whatever she can out of it. But if you think if you're in the Gen X or beyond, you're going to get anything, much less anything that could buy you anything, you're delusional at this point. That's not be me insulting you. I'm just talking factual economics here and numbers. It's not possible that there will be a viability to pay anything with those Federal Reserve notes. That's why they want to quickly usher in the central bank digital currency. They want the CBDCs. Why? Because it is completely electronic, fictitious, and controllable and malleating, if I can say it that way, your behavior to comply with whatever mandates come down because then your money is good or no good based on your compliance. Why have I spoken out against digital ID? Why have I spoken out against numbering your children like cattle? Some of you have a perception similar to mine. Others say, well, no, that's not actually it. When we go to Revelation and the, the mark of the beast, I believe that number 
the social security number, if it's not the mark of the beast, then it leads to it. Without it, you can't get there. So the question is, does it really matter if it is or it isn't, if it's the key or cornerstone way to get you there into digitizing your identity? And then the moment you're born, they tell you, well, you have to have a birth certificate to prove that your children are alive, which that birth certificate makes them vessels of the state under admiralty law jurisdiction. Your kids never touch the ground. They stamp them with their, you know, onto this thing with their foot, whatever. And they become vessels of the state, not divine sparks of creation of God, children of God. So they alter their reality before they even had a chance. They're born into slavery. Any of us that were given those numbers, technically. I know this is harsh. This is hard to, to, to receive and conceive of. But this is the reality of uh, the definition of slavery. It's not only what you see in the antebellum South in the 19th century or before. Slavery means you own. You are owned by some other entity or some other you know, individual, corporation, etc. And by numbering you like beasts in the field and claiming that you, ha- you, are, you owe based on your ability to do work, your labor, you will apportion that labor to the state or whatever entity controls the state. The reality is not what you get back. It's what they let you keep. And that can change at a moment's notice, especially if it goes digital. They have limitations on it before the rebellion would occur. But remember, the rebellion against the tax on tea was a fraction of a percentage of what you're paying today based on the illusion that you are liable, that you are liable. This, again, stunning, isn't it, right? Shocking. It's horrible. Now, I realized before I got married even, as I was learning about not only my health and healing, but how I applied the principles of healing to all aspects, including the body politic, and decided to go a different route. You know, we're not going to ask permission of the state to get married. Why do I need a license? A permission slip to do that, which would otherwise be considered illegal? Why should it be illegal for me to get married between, you know, it's between me and my wife to be and God? It's a spiritual holy matrimony. And so we didn't, we didn't ask for permission of the state. Uh, Let's see what else happens. Oh, you're born. And they say, you're not really alive until we give you a birth certificate. Really? That's nonsense. It used to be in in eras gone by that you had a baby, a child, and you would put that in your family Bible. You'd mark the birth and you mark major events and achievements and milestones, including the marriage and even deaths in that. Proof you're alive. Really? You need a certificate from the state? So we didn't do that. And then they wanted to number my children like cattle. Ah, uh-uh, sorry, not happening. And so you understand the motivation for why I didn't enter into this when I became aware of it. And many people become aware of it only after the fact. That's part of the process of recovering our identity, our spiritual identity. And some of you would argue, well, I can be both. I can do both. I'm not arguing against whatever you perceive to be your spiritual identity and reality. This is not me trying to tell you what to do. It's just telling you what I discovered, why I encountered, and why I decided to do what I did. For me, this has been always a spiritual journey to retain and then regain and then uh, regain and then retain my relationship to the divine. And that means it's my perception whether I'm a member of a church, synagogue, mosque, temple, or whatever, and it's true for all of you, your perception is going to be different about what that means than anybody and everybody else in your same church, synagogue, mosque, or temple because you're created as as an individual, a divine spark of God. No one is exactly like you. 
you experience the worlds of God, the worlds of creation through your eyes, through your ears, through your experience. And that's the way it was written and designed. And that's a good thing. That's why we have a defense in the origins of, of American uh, governance, a defense of something called individual liberty, the recognizing that we are born in freedom, but yes, we may be enslaved by a choice, even as cho choices made in ignorance, much less arrogance. And so the question is, when you wake up to that reality, as shocking as it might be, and you look at all of these institutions that you thought were legitimate, and you find that they are as long as you agree to them, you have legitimized them by your participation. And then one day you realize, mate, that doesn't fit with me anymore. That doesn't fit with my spiritual and religious understanding of who I am and my relationship to a servant government or anything else. Or of you as a servant of God, perception-wise, as I perceive that I am. Doesn't mean I'm infallible. We're all here. We are fallible in this state. Can we go forward with grace? Can we go forward with love? Can we bring the divine into every aspect of our being? Can we practice the presence? Can we listen to the voice of God and spirit, however you define it, at every moment of every day? That takes discipline. That takes a lot of practice. And even then, it can go wrong if you fall down and get lazy. Just as our, our founders in America warned us, should we ever get lazy, tyranny would be the inevitable result. Enslavement would be the inevitable result. And so uh, coming back to the story that I've hardly mentioned at all, and Super Don shakes his head, is like, oh, you did it again. Yeah, I read the article, but this is where it took me. Who can raise your child, you or the state, better? I guess it depends on your belief system. My belief system is in autonomy and raising children that have critical thinking skills and raising children that are connected to the source of all healing, all thought, all everything, and that is God. Now, they can accept or reject that at any point in their life. And that's the freedom God gave them. I am not here to violate that freedom, especially when they became adults or become adults as my son is. And I said, you know, we've raised you this way. This is how everybody else lives. If you feel like you want to go down that road, that's going to be your freedom once you're an adult. And God bless him. Uh, you know, he's, he's maintained that level of integrity, not wanting to be enslaved by that. How cool is that? So as I wrap up uh, my impromptu uh, monologue on who, can uh, raise your children better i'd say you can you and and it doesn't mean you're mistake free i'm not mistake free in raising children none of us are we've got to realize that you take the good with the bad and it molds you it shapes you and then what do you do with it hopefully you make the best of it and even if you were raised by the state like i was to some degree you find your way back to that sacred relationship and remember as a homeopath as a doctor as a teacher as a physician as a healer my role and I believe this is true of all that serve this way, even though if they may not have realized it yet, is not to find the right remedy for the patient or the client, but it's to connect them to the source of all of their healing. And that is their divinity. The ability to listen to that voice that guides you, guides me to exactly what we need when we need it. We have the ability and, and, and freedom to ignore it. We do. But we will learn, <laughs> much to our peril, we will learn that might be not the best route to go, except if you need to learn that way, and then perhaps it is arguably. And then you come back because you chose to come back. Are you the chosen in that sense? All right. With that, uh, super Don, uh, any announcements before we bring on our, uh, our new friend, Brad freedom in just a moment here, super D. Okay. You with me? No announcements. I like that blue shirt, by the way. I like the color. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice blue. You want one? Uh, no, you can have it. 
Thank I'll you give you the shirt off my off back. You know, I know that. you're just that awesome, Super Don. You're just that awesome. <laughs> but you don't look as good as that picture you showed us of Brad Freedom. Let's see what he looks like in real life. What, and we'll ask him about that picture. Brad, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hi. Oh, <laughs> no. What have oh, we done? So uh, I get so much crap for that photo all the time anyway. Um, yeah. I need Dude, it's one. awesome. I want a photo like that. How Dude, I, I wish I had, man. Uh, totally. I just put my hair in a ponytail, man. I wish yeah. I had hair like that. I just yeah. want to have some hair left, but uh, awesome. <laughs> anyway, Brad, thank you for being such a good sport. And I, again, uh. I... I just, uh, you, you also, in our discussion before I went to air, kind of stimulated some thought and what I wanted to, you know, set the stage for as we were going to go further with this and what you've encountered and covered. Again, retired Marine, uh, how did you wake up? What was the things you've witnessed in that realm to bring you to where we're going to go into today? And by the way, uh, the website that's linked up in the show notes is thefreedompeople.org thefreedompeople.org. Your journey to complete freedom begins now. Again, it's it's related to everything I've been trying to relate to people for so many years, and so many people now are awakening to this. It's so exciting. I'm not the only one. So thank you, Brad. Oh, no. Thank you, guys. Uh, Super Don, Robert, thank you guys so much for having me. I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be here and to have heard what you just said in that, that opening there. Um, I had so much to say, but it was beautiful that I couldn't say anything. That's actually a good thing. Uh, <laughs> <Now> <laughs> that that would have been a three-hour conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But I really wanted to hear not only if you have any perspectives on what I shared, that's fine or not. But uh, again, we want to teach people ways to get, let's make, I would say closer to, for me, this is a spiritual journey. This is what motivates me. 100%. Everything else that people say, oh, I don't want to pay taxes. Like, it's not about that. If that's your motivation, it's hollow, it's shallow, and it'll get you in trouble. This is about living in accordance with your beliefs. And if those beliefs, enca enca you encounter them and they see how they align with what we're talking about here, then yes, by all means, resonate and move forward. Um, but you're awakening. I got to hear your story as well. Yeah, it's, I, I say that all the time. Same thing. This is a, it's a spiritual journey. And, and why is that? Because um, everything's an in inside outward movement, not outside in. If you're always seeking without yourself, you'll always be without, right? But if you seek within, you'll always have something within. And that's where everything starts from the center and works mm -hmm. itself outwards. <clears throat> and that's why we start with ourself, right? And then, and the beautiful thing about this is realizing that you aren't a name. And that's for us, um, one of the biggest things that for me, I've, I've been in meditation, all kinds of, I was raised in different religions. So I've been on a spiritual journey my entire life as well. Um, but what happens is that your external has to start to reflect your internal. So the, the more internally free you become and closer to source or God, however, like you say, then your, your, your outer world starts to reflect that. And that, that's something that I, I would like to kind of hit on a little bit is, mm. is what I really think is happening here is it's the hijacking of our consciousness. And what I mean, or imagination, that because they, they've come and they've, they've told us that this is what reality is. Right. And like you'd said in the beginning, whether we know it or not, it's through tacit consent. We, we, are, we are saying yes by simply not saying no. It <clears throat> doesn't matter if you know not to say no or not, and you don't know the real story. That's, that's, that's neither here nor there, and that's fraud and swindle, and we can go into that some other time. Mm -hmm. However, but that, that's really where it is, 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 is becoming that, that spiritual um, advancement of yourself and then having your outer world kind of, kind of reflect that. I, I think that's really what we're, we're seeing here, right? And they're saying, they're saying, no, no, reality's over here. This is your reality. It's, it's fear, lockdown, enslavement, right? Whereas 
people like us, we don't believe that. And look what's happening now. I've, I can tell you, Robert, in the past three years of my life, it's completely different. And I mean, completely different of what it was uh, and better. And I don't mean that in a bad, I mean, uh, the people that I meet now, people like yourself, people like, you know, Super Don there um, mm. and in this, in this community are people that I actually have the same values as. And I didn't know that I didn't before, yeah. which is kind of funny. You know what I mean? I, I'm in business. I had businesses with other people and all the, I mean, really good, close people to me. And then, you know, when 2020 hit and it was like, Hey, either you're for freedom or you're not. And it became really clear. How did your time serving in the U S Marines, uh, uh, contribute to your, your worldview changing and shifting? Oh, well it actually funny enough. And I wanted to clarify, I'm not retired. I never retired. I stayed in for four years, but, okay. um, I just, yeah, want to clear that out. I don't want my Marine buddies. Hey, you didn't, you didn't okay. retire. So anyway, but, but, uh, I was in from 97 to Oh one. And when I went in, so, uh, you know, I was, I was a kid and this is in the nineties and, and my whole world was constructed for me, just like all of us, right? You're born into this world that's already constructed. And so I was in the Marines believing what CNN and, and again, this is before the internet, not before the internet, but we weren't using the internet like we do today, right? It was very basic. I mean, AOL online, stuff like that, but you didn't get your news from CNN.com or anything like it is today, right? There wasn't what it was. And so for me, I, I, I saw something that, um, that was back when Saddam Hussein was in, in power and doing right. And anyway, I just saw that they were completely lying to the public CNN and, um, laughable now I know, haha. but back then, like that completely exploded my entire world. You know what I mean? And it took me years. I maybe even still looking back, you know, am I still processing what happened there? Because your whole, like you said, in, in your, in the, in the opening there, it, when something shatters your entire belief system. Yeah. You don't have a choice but to find something new, right? I mean, you don't, and and whatever that was, you know that that's not it. So then you have to just kind of start searching, and that's what right. really brought me into it. Wow! So you, you began to be aware. Were you serving overseas at any of those conflicts uh, that were happening at the time, or were you stateside with the Marines at that point? So it was stateside the whole time. That was that was Clinton, remember? So it was like you know sexual misconduct and and uh, and economic wars. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know, but Clinton actually declared war more than any other president, right? There was no physical conflicts, but they were all uh, economic wars, right? Just like um, if you've ever seen uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, stuff like that, right? There, that's what we were doing is going in and leveraging countries. Because, and you hit someone said something earlier um, about, well, how can a country go into a debt? It can't, but you know what can? A corporation. And you know what functions very well in debt based on debt, but corporations. Look at Amazon, it still loses money, yet it the Jeff Bezos is valued at billions, right? Why? Because it's a debt-based monetary system that we're in. It, mm -hmm. There is, it, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at, right? In that whole situation. So in the last uh, three or so years of COVID crazy, I, I've seen, you know, two things, if I can, you know, kind of polarize them into being, uh, we witnessed people that we thought were with us on freedom, completely abandon it in fear and just become the authoritarians, you know, de telling us we must wear a mask, we must get the jabs, et cetera. Even people that would speak out against those things prior to that. Suddenly now they were different than we thought. And then there are others that I think maybe this is part of your story as well, that awaken to the reality that is more aligned with their spiritual essence, their reason for being their mission. In fact, the discovery of that, some people yeah. just went further from it. Others went way toward it. And now I've seen more talk and discussion about 
trying to create parallel tracks of reality, not feeding the system to hope to correct it and right. you know, read, but to go, you know what? Screw that system. Mm-hmm. I don't want any part of it. I'm just going to go out and create a new, like I've been granted powers to do so by God and not in violence, not in deception, but in a different way, in, in volunteerism, in, in, a, in, a, in a freedom perspective, in, uh, you know, quite different, maybe more closely aligned with the ideals I perceive the origin of America started with. Mm. Uh, so your journey was strengthened there or you were already well on the track into the COVID years or just made it solidified it for you. It's like, oh, I know what I need to do now. Yeah, that's that's a great, uh, all great question. I'm so uh, like I was saying around 2008 and it, it wasn't around 2008. It was after the I thought for sure when the collapse of 2008 happened, it would it would nudge some people into me not being the crazy guy at the party, right? Because I was always the crazy guy at the party. You're a slave, you know, and you, you know, so my friends are like, bro, you can't come to parties anymore, which I didn't really care, but I was like, well, you know, so, but I'm a social guy and I love people and I love music, you know, I'm a musician, uh, some of the things I do anyway. So, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I was like, I, I, I just kind of gave up hope in a way, you know, in, in the sense that I just didn't think that any, there was, I wasn't getting any new information, <clears throat> all the stuff that I would been talking about. Now, the beautiful thing I did really like was Bitcoin, right? And I was like, oh, maybe this could be something. And today it could be, who knows? But the point is, is I was going through all that. And so by 2008, I was just like, ah, I'm kind of done. Um, I'm, I'm done being being that guy at the party. I was just done kind of doing that. You know, I wanted to have have a joyful life. Because here's the thing, Robert, is what I really believe is what you were saying is is it's it's passion and love and and joy, the the opposite of fear, right? Everything so that if you want to look at it as love and fear, the e- evil versus good, right? And that's kind of where we're at. And it it allowed me to 2020 allowed me to step into my passion. So it kind of gave me it gave me a mission. I, I finally had a mission that I felt was worthy of taking on, right? Because I, I was, you know, again, entrepreneur doing engineering stuff. All kind, I, I had a great life. It's not that I had a had a poor life. It's just that it was filled with, um, it wasn't filled with the with the mission that I have today, which is the coolest thing ever, right? For me, that's the best thing that could have ever happen to me and the world. Twenty twenty was the exposure. Now all of a sudden, I got people calling me, old friends and stuff. Like, dude, you were right. <laughs> it's like. It's like, well, and, and that's the thing is you don't want to be right. I don't want to be right at all. What I want is people to, to look for themselves. But, you know, like when you start talking about some of this stuff, people think you're like, you're not screwed too tight, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is they're screwed for being in a system <laughs> that is only enslaving them. But that's the freedom we've been granted. That's the weird thing in a, in a nation or a country that was founded on principles of freedom. We were also choo- free to choose slavery again. And, and, you know, we're witnessing that degradation over time uh, in various uh, people have written extensively about it. It's not like it's totally new, but when you begin to personalize it, it becomes a little bit more real. Or when the attacks come at you and you're uncomfortable enough to be willing to move from what you know, even though you don't like it, to that which you're not sure about and they frighten you away from because it's going to be the disaster that they say it is to suddenly say, you know what? Screw that. I am no longer operating in fear. This is my mission. This is my passion. This is my purpose. And living that purpose-driven life, you know, again, that's not new. It's not a thought form that's so foreign to people. But when you actually confront what that is, it can be very uncomfortable because it could mean questioning everything you thought was reality up until that point. Yeah. 
That's that's one thing I noticed, and you kind of hit on it earlier. Was um, there's you know it woke all kinds of people up. Some people went further into it, and some people. A lot of what I've noticed wake up was uh, was the mamas, man, the mama bears. I, I've just seen most of the women were the ones standing up, especially early on, right? Because we we put up a, a business directory stuff like that because our our thing was to support small businesses immediately. Like, how can we put up something that that that's kind of the opposite to what Yelp was at the time, just a place that they're not going to force me to, to mask myself to go and sit down and have a meal. Right. It just, yeah. so that's kind of where we started. But then from there, it was, it was mainly the, the, the mamas that I really, so, so and I think it's because you start messing with, with women's kids and yeah. um, they're not going to, they're not going to be quiet about it. They're well, and they were uh, really the, the, the driving force from the early two thousands, at least, uh, because of the vaccine injury issue, mm. the autism debacle and all the injuries associated with that. And, you know, we have an interesting thing occurring uh, in this election cycle, you know, with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, Bobby Kennedy's talking openly about these things in, in a way that doesn't sound like any Democrat at all, you know, that we know of today. So it's kind of unusual to say the least. Uh, and, you know, even many Republicans are not aware of the things he's seen and witnessed and, and uh, you know, has some street cred in. Now, this is the dilemma, if it is a dilemma, and talking about candidates for office. You know, I have a good friend, Jonathan Emord, running for the United States Senate in Virginia, who has a real opportunity to boot Tim Kaine out and do, do some good things there within the confines of the disaster that our government has become uh, because he's so constitutionally oriented and committed. And, and like Ron Paul, who endorsed him even, uh, he's you can't buy this guy, right? So there are some good people that could go in and make some changes, but doesn't mean you or I are waiting for that to happen. No. We're out creating that at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's interesting. Cause I'm, you know, uh, the more and more that I get into this and the more we research it, it's, it's, are, have we, are we too far? Are we too far gone? I mean, that it's, it's that, 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 that government service corporation. Cause that's what it was. That's what it is, right? It is a for-profit corporation. If you know what Dun & Bradstreet is, you can go and look on Dun & Bradstreet go and type in state of, and then your state. So state of Arizona, state of California, state of Utah, whatever it may be, go put that into Dun & Bradstreet. It comes up and it shows you, and we have this all over. This is one of the big things we try and help people to wake up to is that these are actually for-profit corporations. They're, they're not, that's not our government. That's not, and even a government, right, is we don't want a government. We want a ministry. We want something for the people, right? Governmente, the, the word, and this is where words, and they've, they've got us with our words too, right? Word magic. It's mente is the mind and govern means to control, right? So it's to govern, control the mind. It's mind control. And that's where these, you know, I would love to see that, that, um, you know, Kennedy Jr. I would, I would love to see him. And, and, and then I start even thinking about, well, would, even if somebody good gets in, Mm -hmm. Are they able to make that change happen? I mean, yeah. even Putin said it, right? Was it Putin that came out and said, that's why he's been through all these different presidents and nothing gets changed. Why? Because as soon as they get in, they realize how bad it really is. And I mean, and, and then, right, it's a corporation. So how do you change it from the inside? I don't know. But like you just said, is that we, and that's why we, we are here to help the individual right? And that's once you free yourself, then you can free your family. You can free your neighborhood. You can free your county. That's what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. It's just the individual. That's where well, we have and, to do and, it. And a lot of this surrounds, let's be honest about this economic freedom, because mm -hmm. in, in many ways, the slavery has always been about economics. I can talk about it in terms of the spiritual crisis too, but on the planet we, we exist on right now, uh, economics have driven slavery since the beginning of time. 
And the form of slavery is not as overt as it was on the plantations uh, in the antebellum right. South, but arguably, and I think I'd win this argument in that the definition is, you know, ownership of somebody else. And if they can claim uh, a part of your labor, that's ownership. Hmm. And as I've argued, it's not about what you get to keep. Well, it is about what you get to keep, what they say you can keep. In fact, because they could tell you, hey, we've just changed the tax code. Now it's 100%. Mm. You know, whatever they want, whatever they want. Now, yep. of course, they know the rebellion would be on at that point. Uh, but the idea here is uh, economic freedom could lead to spiritual freedom or vice versa. It's an interesting chicken and egg question, uh, because I think, as I pointed out or posited that if you're not if you're only motivated by economics, it's it's hollow, it's shallow compared to what the real journey of our, I believe our founding fathers were to mm. establish a country that would defend your spiritual or religious freedom. And yes. that is destroyed by uh, turning people into a materialistic, you know, puddles of goo. You know, it's mm. only about what we can acquire. And so it's an interesting thing as we're about to talk about launch into the program that you've helped to develop here. Uh, and it's uh, at uh, the freedompeople.org is establishing some semblance of economic freedom in that context. And I think people, some will be motivated when they hear, oh my gosh, these entities that we're talking about may have no liability at the end of the year to pay, quote unquote, a tax of some kind. Uh, and I'm just asking people to feel and think deeper to make these decisions based on something else. I can't make you do that, but I would ask you to do that because in that way you're moving forward, I believe, with what really can help you to succeed long-term in any of these endeavors. Uh, but I'll, I'll turn it over to you now and say, establish this idea of where this or, you know, your group, what you're doing, mm -hmm. what it's motivated to do, why, what it's rooted in. Is it new? Is it old? Mm -hmm. And how to, how to partake? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm honored. So the, um, we can go back to it just a little bit to the, to the birth certificate, right? And the birth certificate is actually a bond. Um, and, and we know that, right? Treasury bonds, if, and you, again, you hit it on it all over the place that, the treasury bonds are actually the collateral for those bonds are us, right? It's not just us, but it's it, what they do is for all future, future um, men and women born as well, all future babies, right? And that's because <clears throat> we're actually batteries, right? Your soul. So when you were talking about, they take your footprints, that's actually your soul prints. Mm -hmm. They're taking your soul, yeah. right? Why? Because that's the only thing that, that actually produces in this world, not corpserations. If you look at them, they're dead entities, right? We are the only living souls, sure. our soul, our beings, our, our, our energy source. <clears throat> and whether you're even spiritual or not, believe in a soul, you have to admit that you do produce labor. Yeah, right? they're, so you're co-opting, co uh, let's say, the, your true origin, your true identity. Before you even have an ability to establish it, they, they, they got you. And yeah. <laughs> our parents and their parents that, that this has to be done, despite the fact I mentioned historically, that wasn't the way it was done always. Yeah. That was an artificial alteration of our government, you know, to usurp what uh, it was never supposed to usurp. But again, we were warned that it would if we fell asleep on it. Yep. And well, and here we are, right? <clears throat> but again, it, it, it's not just so much that the people fell asleep because look how many people we have in the military that are, I mean, I, the people that I know in the military, you don't, don't blame them for the wars. It's, it's, it's me. It's, it's you. It's, it's everybody who's here on the show right now that feels the love for freedom. That's all the people in the military, but they've, they've done it through fraud and swindle, right? And manipulation. We have the most propagandized media on the planet by far, right? But it's not just because that's the way it is, but it was, there was a law passed, right? Well, I can't remember. Was it, was it Obama? I think it was Obama, <clears throat> but anyway, that actually made it legal 
legal versus lawful, right? It made made their their corporate bylaws legal <clears throat> to propagandize its own citizens through. Sure. Remember, that's the word citizens, not people. Yeah. They'll never use the word people, right? It's always citizens, person or resident, CPR, right? That's what they use that to always get you to identify as that. Right. And so that's all we're really doing all the time is identifying. Go read any tax code. It will begin by saying all citizens and persons, citizens, residents, and persons. You identify as a subject, uh, basically. Yeah. You're identifying as the as the entity that they created for you yeah. with that nine-digit number known as your super slave number, social security number. That's nine digits. <clears throat> you know what else are nine digits? All your EINs, everything for a business. Again, all you are, and you know how you really know? Go to California. The uh the entity or the organization, the arm that it's their job to collect taxes for the IRS is called the California Franchise Tax Board. Mm -hmm. Franchise, because you're a franchise of the corporation of the United States of America. Well, once again, this United is States. why I did not acquire or allow the acquisition or the, the giving of the birth certificate to my children, didn't number them, to give them an opportunity to live in freedom and not just illusory freedom, but the, the greatest ability that they could. Now, Again, there are a lot of compromises made while we live on this planet. I get it. Not many people live their principles because they're afraid that if they do, that um, somehow they would get into trouble for it. But there are a lot of uh, stories within the Bible and other spiritual texts of you living those principles and God meeting you there. And I've seen that time and time again in my life. If you're not going with those higher principles or ideals, and I'm not here to define them for you, uh, then again, you will be compromised. You will be deceived. You will end up in trouble, so to speak. And mm -hmm. so I ask people to take, you know, stock and heart and pray and, and contemplate or meditate, whatever it is about decisions like these that, you know, you're providing and many more people are, I've been hearing about this things I've been studying and talking about. Suddenly I'm hearing people having water cooler discussions about like, dude, what happened? This is amazing. <laughs> people are, I, I used to be like the talking a foreign language to people. Uh -huh. And now it's like, well, yeah, of course. Didn't you know that? Of course I knew that <laughs> always. Right. Yeah. So we're at that point. So um, the establishment, I know we only have about 15 or less than 15, 10 minutes or so, because I want to make sure we get to what it is. If they go to the freedompeople.org, they can learn, they can tap into, maybe they're, uh, you know, drawn, they're resonating with what we're talking about. Maybe sure. this is an option for them. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's the good news. We, we actually have some remedy now. Um, and the way to actually protect yourself is under trust. That is, but it can't just be any sort of trust. <clears throat> Again, when we talk about the the public versus the private and the bar attorneys, right? We have attorneys. If you look at the word attorn, you can go look it up. A-T-T-O-R-N, to attorn. That means to take from one and give to another, right? There's a difference between a lawyer and an attorney, trust me. So it's their job to actually take from you, right? So that's the job of the attorneys is to actually take from you, the living souls, and to give to the state. Courts are banks, right? So now we know all this is set up that way, but you know what? There's this thing called a trust and these trusts are called, well, what we use is, is, um, is common law trusts. So they're actually not statutory trust that, that attorney that he's going to go set you up a living trust, right? Most, most common these days is a revocable living trust that has to put past the court test and the control test. Why? Because they want to be able to control the court wants to be able to control your trust right? Whereas there's just like we've talked about, there's, there's two sides to the coin. There really is. Mm -hmm. And it's just like doctors. Doctors are not taught nutrition. They're only taught the pharmaceuticals, right? It's the same thing with, right. with our, our lawyers, our attorneys today is that they go to school and the best schools on the planet, Harvard, Yale, right? 
And I talk to these guys and trust me, they don't like when I talk to them about this. Nobody, and I get it. Nobody wants to say, Hey, maybe, you know what you, the path you went down, even though it was given the thumbs up from yeah. all the corporations and all the, all these entities out it's there the, that, it's Oh, the, it's the ahead. ego. You don't want to feel like a dunce. You, you totally the top of the field. And suddenly now you realize you, you, you know, less than you thought, you know, or you know, nothing. Oh, it's yeah. embarrassing. And, well, and, and then to be like, well, maybe I was part and and complicit in in enslaving people and stuff. It, it's really deep and it's, it's hard, and I get yeah. it. So we created animated videos. So yeah, you can go to thefreedompeople.org. Um, we have a trust landing page under services, and we've got some animated videos there. And <clears throat> we hope that that will help people to 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 receive this information in a in a little bit more of a palatable way. Mm -hmm. um, because like we just said, I, I'm not here to hurt anybody's feelings or offend people and things like that. It, I mean, it's just the That's nature of the information. That's my job. <laughs> That's no, your job. I'm not, I'm not. Like I know I'm offensive, but I'm fine. Right. Them, right. So it, it goes down easier. Right. And that's the thing we're, we're not trying to be offensive. It's just, this is information that, 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 like you said, when you, if, if your ego is still a little touched by it, yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, I get it. I can totally see why. Why, um, why people hang up the phone on me and things like that. I, you know, I get and Brad, there are a lot of people in this environment, you know, offering similar things or have for many years before mm -hmm. that have been Decepticons of their, of their own, right? They've taken uh, uh, advantage and preyed on people that don't know that have come into a new awareness like, oh, I know I need that. And then they are thrown into the lion's den, not, not qualified, not able, they don't have no ex any experience. And, and of course, when you mentioned the common law, the, the the courts in equity don't recognize the common law at all. So right, and that's why you have to. We what we do is these are actually our, our trust, our equity or chancery. So what we do is we actually in any time there would become an an incident or an issue if you had to file a lawsuit that actually gets put into equity or chancery court, right? It, it common law, like you said, um, it was probably fifteen years ago uh, or so they changed the the rules again. So the common law stuff really never didn't didn't work anymore, mm -hmm. right? But chancery and equity, they're, they're, depending on the state you're in, <clears throat> that's that's still there. It's the same court, same judge, same everything. It's not like a different court. People think it's not. It's just how you write your documents and the type of entity you are. If you're going to go and you're going to say, hey, I am my, my social security number entity, they're never going to let you go to chancery ever. Why? Because you're going to the APA, the Administrative Procedures Act. Why? That, that's where the lower courts, they're court-like that they're, they're fraudulent, just like we know mm -hmm. everything else is. And this is a way that they've used to ease more easily usurp the people, just like the SESQV Act of 1666, where this whole birth certificate thing came from, right? This is legit. You can go on the website at the uk.gov website and you can read about the SESQV Act. So it's all verifiable, all there. Yeah. And like you said, lots of people have gone through this before, but what we're trying to do is make a, DA, a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, um, using different technologies, find a way that it's not going to be penetrable and there's not going to be a single point of failure. Like even if I was to, you know, be overtaken by the, you know, the evil side and the dark side. Right. And I'm Darth Vader all of a sudden it, it wouldn't like, yeah. you can't, you can't mess with it. So is there a, a study program at, at your website or how do people learn more bef before they want to decide that, you know, Hey, this is right for me, you know, changing uh, the way you interact with the economic world. Yeah, without a doubt. So, <clears throat> yeah, we have big stuff in there too. I know we're short on time, but we're do we're we actually have merchant services and all kinds of stuff that are outside of the system. Um, really cool stuff. But what you can do is go watch the videos. Like I said, if you want to learn about PMAs, you can go to PMA lending page. We got a cool video there. We got a couple of videos on the trust page. Um, but the main thing you can do is just book a call with our team. We have an awesome staff. I mean, we've worked really hard over the past few years to to really train everybody and 
and um, and get the right people in there. So yeah, just give us a talk. That's it's a free thirty minute consultation. That's the best way to do it. All right. Is there a phone number we can give out for the audio podcast people that aren't watching? Absolutely. 844-992-3733. You can just text in right there and just say, hey, we'd like to learn some more information and we'll get you set up. All right. That number again? 844-992-3733. Well, and as always, folks, it's not just an intellectual pursuit, although I, I believe it's important to learn about these things in a mental construct way to see how you fit because it's part of our existence having a mental body. But ultimately, as I said, I encourage you to go deeper to that spiritual righteousness place where you say, yeah, this is right. This is what I must do. This is what and and nobody should, you know, emotionally, you know, apply pressure to you. If they are that that's, a, you know, again, it's a question mark at that point, because this is about genuinely reconnecting uh, to the source of your guidance, the wisdom and all that to guide you to do the thing that you're here to do. And if this is resonating with you, that's why I, I you know, I love covering these topics and I'm really thrilled uh, to connect today, you know, with you, Brad, as well. And I think we're going to be together at the Boise event, Boise. Patriots USA, right? Yeah, oh. Boise, man, uh, the second and third. Come yeah. out and see yeah. us. That would be awesome. There it is. Uh, yeah. The National Conference 2023. Look at that. They updated the pictures there as well. Oh, nice. So we, the Patriots USA, uh, June uh, 2nd and 3rd, uh, Boise Center. And that's a Friday and a Saturday. And I'll be there. Uh, all weekend uh, to hang out with everybody that's going to be there. We'll be broadcasting live, interviewing people. I'll be speaking on stage for a little bit as well. And I look forward to meeting everybody that's coming out, including you now, a new friend here. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah, beyond excited. I, I'm a big fan. And uh, we've just been, we've been uh, spending the last three years just heads down building stuff. And now we're, we're actively starting to put a message out. Now that we've got some videos, and like you said, it's all about education, Robert. Yeah. Well, and, and the idea of empowerment, that's kind of that term empowerment has been taken to a place that it sounds kind of hokey, right? Mm -hmm. But what is empowerment in reality? As I said, it's, you know, when I, when I end every hour and I say the power to heal is yours, is that actually giving you the power? No, it's just reminding you of something and reminding me of something that I didn't know growing up that I had the power to heal. I always had it. And it, it reminds me of the Wizard of Oz, you know, and they tell Dorothy at the end, you always had the power to go home <laughs> at any moment. And you went through all of these things to figure that out, that you always had that power. And I think that's the fascinating journey we're all on, the illusion, the disillusionment, and then the reconnection to source. Uh, and I think this is part of that journey. Oh, a thousand percent. This is it. This is it. This is uh, it's the hero's journey. It's why we're here. It's we're here to go through all of it so that we can overcome and, <clears throat> and be ushers of this new earth. Because that's what this is. We're creating, again, back to them hijacking our consciousness. I say no. I say, I know you say no. Let's create the earth we want to live in because I yeah. do believe we can. We are. Yeah, no is the first step. And I, we talk about the importance of nullification, whether it be at a 10th Amendment level or a personal level and all of that. And then, of course, recognizing in the worlds of duality, when you say no to something, you almost, by definition, are saying yes to something else. And if you don't know what that is, you're kind of lost. You just said no. I'm like, well, what do I do now? Uh, I always remember that back in the day uh, was oh, okay. Reagan's big thing, say no to drugs, which is yeah. like, as a parent, you're like, well, yeah, that's pretty good, right? But again, what are you providing in terms of an option that lights kids up that's not, you know, that artificial induction, for instance? And so yeah. looking at something like you're talking about uh, with uh, your website, thefreedompeople.org, it's like, all right, what do you say yes to? Hmm. And, I, and I appreciate that. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate being here and appreciate everything that's going on, what you're doing. Again, 
as we know, it's, it takes a lot of courage to stand up and do what you're doing, Robert. It really does. And so kudos to you and, and, uh, super Don and the whole crew over there. Thank you guys so much that, yeah, like you said, I don't feel so alone either because yeah, it's yeah. alone. It's a, it's a lonely road, a lonely journey. Ultimately, yeah. uh, this is the thing though, when we connect with people that are on a similar mission, have a similar passion, doesn't mean they're everybody's identical. That's not what we're talking about, no. but there is an alignment, mission, purpose, and spirit with a lot of folks on this planet right now. And you found out who they were through COVID. You found out who they weren't through COVID. And this is an opportunity, a spiritual opportunity, I believe. And that's what we're talking about here ultimately, even though it plays itself out through economics and politics and all of that too. I don't ignore that. Uh, but recognizing what is the most efficient way to get where we want to go. Uh, we can decide to take the long uh, circuitous route. That's part of our freedom. And maybe that's what we need to learn. And at a certain point, you're like, dude, I'm done with that. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. to just Let's get at it. And yeah. And you know what? They're all connected, Robert. Like you can't like, and that's what we're saying is that, um, you know, these pillars, <clears throat> you have your four pillars. We actually have a five pillar concept that it takes all these things to take your power back. Stop giving your power away. That's what we've done. You took your power back a long time ago. You didn't put the education of your, of your sons and daughters in the hands of the state. You said, right. no, I'll take, and what is that? That's just taking your power back. How, how empowering is that? But how disempowering is it that we're always saying, oh, you know what? My child, he's a bad acting kid or my health sucks. It's the doctor's fault. It's always somebody else's fault, mm -hmm. right? So let's take yeah. these back and they're all connected. I don't think that you can be more spiritually enlightened and then have less, less uh, economically, right? It, yeah. there, there's, there's something that, that glues it all together. God, spirit, yeah. whatever it is, but they're all- yeah. Oh. Well, what is it? Absolute freedom requires absolute responsibility. Two edges, same coin, two sides of the coin per se. Yep. And yep. for those of you looking for, I just want to be free and have no responsibility. That's <laughs> not what it. we're talking about here. No, now. yeah. Just so you know, in case you were deceived, and that's where I talk about that there are always going to be players out there in this arena that will prey on the people that just want freedom that are not interested in being responsible for everything. That's Amen. that's also the definition of sovereignty too. Uh, and I appreciate so much what you're doing. I can't wait to meet you in person at the uh, Boise event coming up in a few weeks. Absolutely. Me, I am super excited. Can't wait. Thank All you, right. Robert. Brad Freedom. TheFreedomPeople.org. Y'all check it out. Ask questions. They're always up for answering them, and they're good people, I, at least as a reflection of what I've connected and recognized in Brad, and I'm glad he was on today. Thanks to Kevin Tuttle for hooking us up. Uh, always, always amazing the journeys we have, sometimes the unexpected. Uh, maybe almost always happens here. I don't know, but I hope y'all dig it. I do. And I'm glad you're here. Now, one thing uh, in clearing out the debris uh, is the thing that a lot of your neighbors are spraying. And I, I wish that they weren't. And if they did, I wish they would use something like contact organics instead of glyphosate. Uh, but we have that linked up in the show notes as well. I tested it out. It's amazing. My, my lawn is covered in dandelions, that which is not my growing area of the crops I'm growing. But uh, dandelion is so, so important, so vital, so powerful such a great sustenance and medicine. Seven benefits of dandelion tea, according to medical doctors. This is the article we're wrapping up hour one on. Uh, clearing up your mind, body, and in that way, the spirit can flow through. So rather than killing the thing that could help you live, uh, let's try to nourish it and grow it and then use it. And I've been using dandelion for many years in homeopathic form. We, we call it taraxicum. Dandelion tea improves liver health. That's why it's a daily start to my day. Dandelion tea has nutrition. It's very minerally dense. It, it has a lot of uh, great minerals that you want. Uh, also uh, helps fight free radical damage. So it has antioxidant properties as well. It can reduce inflammation, which is the source of a lot of uh, degradation diseases and aging, premature aging. 
Uh, also, uh, cardiovascular benefits. So uh, there's almost an unlimited array. Seven, it's better digestion. Yeah, exactly. And then urine output, preventing UTI. So y'all, if you have a UTI uh, tendency, look into utilizing dandelion every day. Instead of spraying it, harvest it, grow it on purpose. And it, it's a hardy plant, as you know. It can remediate soils too. So uh, grow it organically where you can. And uh, in the meantime, we'll keep bringing that power to yield back where it belongs with each and every one of you. Again, check it out from the various forms and ways we can tap into that, uh, that knowledge base and then apply them everywhere in, in, you know, in government, in medicine, in, in economics. And that's the fascinating journey. And again, I'm glad Brad joined us to kind of go into that a little bit. But you can find out more at thefreedompeople.org, linked up at robertscottbell.com. Stand by. We're about to be joined by our friends at brighteon.tv. Here we go. All right. Welcome, everybody. Hour two of the Robert Scott Bell Show commences now, the 15th of May, 2023. robertscottbell.com. If you just missed the first hour, oh, my gosh. Great discussion on freedom and how to achieve it. Uh, economically and more, all the way to the spiritual level. And those links are in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. We've got upcoming events, including uh, the Boise, Idaho event, We the Patriots uh, event, is USA. It's going to be amazing. And you can see about that in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. We've got a lot to talk about, including the four pillars of medical ethics that were destroyed in the COVID response. Not that they were really active in uh, ethics before that, but We'll get into that as well. But if you'd like to uh, learn about what we talked about in hour one, it's in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Please take a moment to share and join us. And uh, there's even a live chat room. Uh, ethics, therapeutic relationships, Prozac in kids, and how about the Western diet and Alzheimer's? That and more because the power to heal is yours. All right, hour two commences now. Thank you for being here. Uh, sign up for our uh, newsletter. Go to robertscottbell.com. You can do it. It's very, very simple to do so. Or uh, text my initials RSB to the number 22828. Send RSB to 22828, and you can get plugged in. Super Don did send out a newsletter this morning, and uh, it was funny. We got a complaint. We're not, we're not getting enough email. It's like usually it's the opposite. It's so it's so funny. People will complain about anything, but but I get it, and Super Don gets it because you love to get the news curated in the way that Super Don does it. Plus, all the upcoming events, the special deals, the special offers, and things that support your journey back to health, freedom, and healing liberty. Uh, so, uh, bear with Super Don. He's he's a one man, I'd say, wrecking crew. But you know what I mean in a positive sense. What he does is in, incredible, making this sound so good each and every day. So uh, we got a lot to do this hour on our simulcast with Brideon.tv. Shout out, by the way, to uh, Mike Adams, our buddy, the health ranger. He had a great interview uh, with Bobby Kennedy uh, the other day. I saw that was great. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. In, uh, interview. Asked a lot of questions I would ask because we're very of, of like mind. There's some other things I want to go into uh, when we should get Bobby Kennedy back on. He's running for the United States uh, presidency, if you will. And a fascinating guy. What a journey he's been on in his lifetime and what an incredible history of the 20th century his family has been through. And here we are in the 21st and he's standing strong and doing amazing things. So uh, we'll, we'll cover some more of that as, uh, as we are able in terms of interviews and, and other things to bring you perspectives that you won't get many other places, maybe any other places. Certainly, if you listen to my opening 
uh, today on um, who can uh, educate your children better, you or the state, you know, government, for instance, and where that led to our discussion uh, with Brad Freeman, uh, uh, Brad Freedom uh, last hour, which was a terrific, terrific interview. So check that out. Now, the four pillars of what? Medical ethics. Now, medical ethics is really, in my mind, an oxymoron because when we're talking about allopathic medicine, first of all, it operates in a, a vacuous monopoly. In other words, where ethics is not required. In fact, having ethics can work against you in a monopoly because in a monopoly, you've already violated fundamental tenets of what? Informed consent and freedom. If you have a monopoly over something, let's say the treatment of disease, and somebody comes to you for help and you say, here's what I got. And then they say, but I heard about, and fill in the blank, some natural. And they go, well, no, that doesn't work. It's illegal. You can't do it. You're, on and on it goes. You have violated what I consider prime to medical ethics is that is you don't know everything and you acknowledge and admit it and say, here's what I do know. And rather than dismiss anything you don't know as quackery or junk or whatever, you take ownership of the things that you do know and recognize and acknowledge that, for instance, your treatments in allopathic medicine are the third leading cause of death in the Western world. I know you're not proud of it. I know you don't want to have to tell anybody because it might weaken the monopoly stranglehold status that modern medicine holds over the consciousness of the West. You know, much of uh, what we call the Eastern side, if you can call it that, of the planet uh, the thought forms going back thousands of years, including Ayurvedic, ancient Chinese medicine, uh, herbalism, uh, even 250 years or so of, well, less than that, but 230 or so years of uh, homeopathic medicine, for instance, born of the West, interestingly enough, but again, more esoteric because it involves energetics. It's not reductionist and chemical only in terms of its viewpoint, materialistic in its viewpoint. And those things are dismissed in the medical monopoly. So we call medical ethics and we go, wait, wait, where are the ethics when you dismiss anything that you didn't learn? And, you know, Brad last hour talked about that as well. Uh, what they don't know, are they taught nutrition? Very little to none. They're only taught that this is what you do. This is your medical training. And even though you might, if you still do take the Hippocratic oath to first do no harm, the very first thing you do with your pen and prescription pad is to do harm intoxicate the patient now maybe argued that it could be life-saving in certain interventions where you're dealing with life and death matters but then simultaneously dismissing any other option and i i bring this up as in regards to what allopathic medicine where it shines for instance that is emergency trauma intervention warfare medicine you get shot by a bullet they come in they remove the bullet they stop the bleeding they sew you back up and you live for instance Maybe they give you an antibiotic and you don't die of an infection or sepsis. But as I've acknowledged their role and their ability to do that, it's much to the abandonment of things that even they could do or have integrated into their allopathic warfare medicine system that would make what they do even more successful and maybe minimize even the need to rely upon drugs like antibiotics in the midst of, you know, brutal uh, interventions. What am I talking about? Well, how about the use of Arnica Montana as a classic homeopathic remedy for injury and pain? Somebody was asking me about nerve pain the other day. Um, you have Hypericum perforatum, which is the St. John's wort homeopathically. Bellus perennis, which if I'm not mistaken, if that, is that the daisy? Bellus? Also a, a great profound remedy for pain and different things. We've talked about utilizing Leadum, homeopathic Leadum for spider bites and puncture wounds. 
silver, bioactive silver hydrosol for infection to reduce and rely on. And I even had somebody write in last week. I was talking about a dental thing. And a lot of dentists won't do certain uh, procedures without putting you on prophylactic antibiotics because they have to practice CYA medicine. Because, you know, you'll sue them if, they, if you get an infection and you didn't give them the antibiotics. Some will give you the option to sign on and say, hey, you're going in fully informed consent. You don't want it. And I'm not responsible if you get an infection. But at the same time, again, the freedom to integrate is something that is not often available in that medical monopoly, that medical system. So we go into this medical ethics. So as we scroll down in this uh, Brownstone article written by Clayton J. Baker, M.D., he talks about uh, four things here, four pillars. He calls them autonomy, beneficence, non-maleficence, and justice. So autonomy and justice we're f familiar with. Not everybody uses the word beneficence and, and non-maleficence in a sentence that frequently. Super Don's probably going, aye, 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 aye. What, what, was, what were those words? You know? Uh, Nonsensicus. Nonsensicus? Yes. Bubicanicus. And, uh, well... What are we going to do about that? These ethical concepts are thoroughly established in the profession of medicine. Now, this is a doctor, so I'm not going to you know, discredit him for saying that. He says he learned them as a medical student. And he says it's like a Catholic learning the Apostles' Creed. And he says as a medical professor, he taught them to his students, and he made sure the students knew them. He believes and still does that physicians must know the ethical tenets of their profession because if they do not know them, they cannot follow them. Okay, I have no opposition to anything said here, except that the practice of medicine is quite different than what these four uh, pillars of medical ethics are actually, you know, providing for. Actually, if they're even in in action, even though this doctor argues for them, so we talk about one of them, autonomy. He says it has historically held a, pri a pride of place in large part because respect for the individual patient's autonomy is necessary as a component of the other three. And he says autonomy was the most systemically abused and disregarded of the four pillars during the COVID era. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just telling you that this autonomy was violated very often before this. And I think it's naive. I don't, I'm not picking on this author, but I'm just, you know, I think it became more obvious to many physicians that have a, a integrity that this was done. But very much prior to this, if you were a patient at a pediatrician's office, a parent bringing their child in, how much autonomy were you granted even before COVID when you said, you know what, I don't like the vaccine schedule as it's written. I want to do it differently or I want to do it not at all. And then you find out you're fired. You either do it as I say or you're out of here and then find come to find out the reason for that was because the percentages they had to hit in terms of total compliance in their patient population to get those jabs, those vaccines, meant the bonus or the not bonus that could equal $250,000, $500,000 a year for a doctor's uh, office, a uh, pediatrician's office, depending on the size of the practice. And if they fall below that percentage, it's over, it's done. So you understand they had an economic conflict of interest for, from the word go. So that denied patients autonomy in, in sense of uh, my body, my choice, right? You're like, I don't want to give my kid this. Well, okay, you're out of here. You're kicked out. Now, I would argue it would be much uh, better, if I can say it, this is my opinion, to have a doctor of chiropractic than it would be to have a pediatrician outside of extreme circumstances. Because most of what the uh, pediatrician does is to make your well baby sick by injecting them with toxic poisons that have been never tested in and of themselves, much less in combination on the schedule against placebo. Double-blinded, triple-blinded, blinded at all. It's not been done. Problem? Well, not for them. They say it's unethical to conduct those studies. 
So that's how they give themselves an out and say, hey, let's just give it. Now, in the era of COVID crazy, many physicians have woken up and realized stuff I've been saying, naturopaths and homeopaths and herbalists have been saying about vaccinology is that it's junk science. But their egos <laughs> were pressed into domination by being the experts, even though they didn't have expertise in vaccinology. And there are still skeptics out there. You know who they are proclaiming anybody who says they know something about vaccines and it's not an MD is, is using the Dunning-Kruger effect. You know, uh, they have more uh, self-perception of their awareness of something than they really have. But they, who claim that, have not actually gone into the, the, the studies, much less seen the clinical observations of family members and moms who have witnessed healthy babies become not healthy babies after these visits to pediatricians. Of course, then they say it's just anecdotal, it's coincidental, there's no cause and effect relationship. Vares doesn't determine it. On and on it goes. But again, they're defending their religion. They're not actually engaged in scientific observation and, and reporting on what they observe. Let's see. Another uh, part of this, they talk about confidentiality. This is another key derivative uh, principle of autonomy, thoroughly ignored during the COVID era. Remember, it was all about showing your card. You used to have a pri privacy, confidentiality associated with your medical uh, issues or non-issues. Now you're wearing them on your sleeve. In Israel, they, you know, put the Star of David on you. I know it's not exactly that, but uh, it was horrible nonetheless. And, you know, we've talked about digital identifiers, real ID, et cetera, where that leads. All access to your medical uh, records through your digitization of your identity. We talked all, as well about that last hour uh, with Brad Freedom about, uh, you know, birth certificates, social security numbers, how that is the beginning phase of digitizing your identity, taking you away from that godly identity and making you a subject, basically, a form of slavery. And of course, in this case, medical enslavement. You cannot have freedom to go to the grocery store unless you wear a mask and you have proof that you have been given an experimental injection that proved clearly not to work. And even the, the minimalist that they said it would do. Horrible what's happened. If you haven't seen the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective, and to see all the conflicts of interest on e economic levels, governmental levels, even religious levels, it's amazing. UtahSafeAndEffective.org, and now they've broken the uh, documentary on into segments. So if you don't want to sit for the whole thing, you can actually watch them in segments, depending on your interest and topic on the various conflicts of interest. So another aspect of uh, this article at the Brownstone Institute says uh, truth-telling. Truth-telling was completely dispensed with during the COVID era. Official lies were handed down by decree from high-ranking officials such as Anthony Fauci, CDC, industry sources, parroted by local clinicians and media, et cetera. And all of these lies are listed there. But my argument is that before COVID, they were already doing this. What am I talking about? Well, the lies that vaccines are safe and effective as a general statement. It was, you know, made into a mantra long before COVID, but it was made into a bludgeon, this mantra of safe and effective. That's why we call that documentary, utahsafeandeffective.org. Go there, watch it, share it. And you'll understand that this is not new. This doctor seems to just be woken to this reality during COVID. And hey, if that's what it takes, God bless you. Welcome to the club. We're glad you're with us now. Better late than never. Okay. So truth telling. <laughs> In a time of universal deceit, what? Telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And let's go into beneficence. Beneficence. In medical ethics, it means that physicians are obligated to act for the benefit of their patients. This concept in this article, it says, distinguishes itself from non-maleficence, that comes below, and that is a positive requirement. Put simply, all treatments done to an individual should do good to that patient. If a procedure cannot help you, then it should be done to you. 
In ethical medical practice, there is no taking one for the team. Again, this beautiful, brilliant. It means non-collectivism. Beneficence means you are treated as an individual. We determine cost-benefit ratios as an individual, and you, in freedom, get to determine, in autonomy, get to determine with your doctor, whoever, or whatever that might be, whether to engage in it based on all of the information. And rather than being dishonest and saying, nothing else exists, nothing else works, we say, this is what we know, this is what I know, this is what I'm trained to. If there's something else out there, I don't know it. That's honest. I can go, I can, I can roll with that. But when the doctors say, well, nothing else, that's of course, well beyond their scope. So beneficence, individual rather than collectivism. And you know, the entirety of axonology is rooted in collectivism, Marxism, basically communism, ownership of your body, the claim that it doesn't work unless everybody gets it. And if you die or your child dies, thanks for taking one for the team. We're, you know, sorry. Any compensation, good luck trying to get compensation for the loss of a loved one. Then we go into this uh, issue of non-maleficence. All right, reading from the article now, further down at the Brownstone Institute, it's linked in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Even if for argument's sake alone, one makes the preposterous assumption that all COVID-era public health measures were implemented with good intentions, the principle of non-maleficence was nevertheless broadly ignored during the pandemic. Okay. In medical ethics, again, if it's not an oxymoron, the principle of non-maleficence is closely tied to the universally cited medical dictum of primum non nocere, or first do no harm. Tied into the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm, as to diseases make a habit of two things to help or at least do no harm. Now, I argue that modern medicine, even if it means well, or the doctors that, that utilize it, even if it means well, it cannot... It cannot do no harm by definition because it's toxic. Every drug, even hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin has a toxicological profile. It may be less than, maybe safer than, but it is not non-toxic. Now, someone would argue with me that like, well, even an herb could be dangerous. Yes, again, toxicity is associated with dose as well as in conjunction with other factors that may be in the body or around the body, all other things like that that are not often considered when they give this prescription of a drug to say, do no harm or do less harm, right? Weigh it out and go, all right, the disease is this, this is this. Now, Dr. Samuel Hahnemann in uh, the 1790s, after translating medical texts through numerous languages, tapped into a principle that he began to identify of what became known as like, cures like, and law of similars. And he utilized a true first do no harm principle. In utilizing homeopathic medicines, Serial diluted and succussed to the point of non-toxicity, so they can never harm you per se, and apply them to the individual basis that is needed, responding ultimately to the individual needs of the patient. And of course, much of Western medicine and the medical ethicists dismiss homeopathy because it can't be real, because their viewpoint is such that it's tied into a religious dogma of materialistic reductionism. There is no such thing as energy unless it can be driven into existence via a chemical like caffeine or, you know, whatever. The idea here, of course, is that there's so much more to medicine than their monopoly, their grotesque monopoly that violates by its very existence, the non-malevolence principle that is talked about here. So I have a different perspective than this medical doctor. It's true. Although I have uh, much, uh, I don't know if it's sympathy or empathy. You guys determine that. Uh, for his position here. And I'm glad that he's writing about it. I think it's helpful more than harmful. So perhaps he's engaging in the weighing it out and going, doing less harm, 
but is his argument yet to open up the floodgates wide for all forms of healing to exist in on a, as a co-equal status or at least to determine its co-equality equality in a marketplace, in a free marketplace of ideas and experiences and clinical observations, if not done through double-blind placebo-controlled studies, which are not always appropriate for the determination of uh, the right remedy, which might be different from person or individual to individual. And even in medicine, they should take that into account, which by and large in vaccinology, they don't at all, at all. And in many of these medicines, they don't. They just say, just give them, take them this. Here's Tylenol for everybody. So pretty interesting. Finally, we come to the word justice. And uh, I love this word. Uh, I've defined it as, and I don't know if this is my definition. I don't know if you can go back to Black's Law Dictionary in the 19th century even and find it because it's probably been modified many times everyone getting exactly what they deserve that's justice now that may not happen in a physical world or a medical sense but in a spiritual sense i said ultimately it does but in medical ethics the pillar of justice according to this article and the author refers to the fair and equitable treatment of individuals now i get concerned anytime i hear fair and equitable because it often means communism or socialism and much of modern medicine operates on that uh, premise because it is a collectivist uh, endeavor at this point is it not Yes, there are doctors that will treat you as individuals, but they're, I don't know, largely the exception, not the rule, because in the hospital setting, if you start doing that, you're not going to be giving um, kidney-killing drugs like remdesivir. And you might actually prescribe uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin or do supplemental uh, therapies. And then you'll be drummed right out of that profession. You'll lose your license. You'll lose your job, as has been evidenced. So the pillar of justice referring to the fair and equitable treatment of individuals. How about the individual doctor? Is, there, is that going on? I don't think so. As resources are often limited in healthcare, the focus is typically on distributive justice. So resources are limited because they're scarce in a monopoly, purposefully made scarce in a monopoly to jack up the prices, increase demand artificially, and eliminate any competition to that monopoly scarcity that drives prices up, quality down, outcomes. Who cares? We got a monopoly on it. Doesn't matter if people die. It's the price, it's the cost of doing business. And there you have the Fear and Death Administration slash FDA basically telling you, yep, we acknowledge it. Studies are out. They're in there. They haven't been disputed. Peer-reviewed medical literature, third leading cause of death. Hundreds of thousands of Americans die every year due to properly prescribed, administered, ingested medicines. What other industry would be allowed to exist one more day if they were anywhere near the top 10 list of cause of death? Think about that. It's just bizarre to consider that. So where is justice in medical ethics? Where is justice? And I'm not arguing for a fair and equitable. I'm, or, I'm arguing for freedom. I'm arguing for the innovation that comes from freedom. And I don't know that anybody, even this guy, maybe he would agree to it because he's writing for the Brownstone Institute, but I don't think he's argued for it. Let's see. Solutions and reform, he says. The abandonment of the four pillars of medical ethics during COVID has contributed greatly to an historic erosion of public trust in the healthcare industry. And it's greatly earned. It's well-earned, doctor. This distrust is entirely understandable and richly deserved, as he says, however harmful it may prove for patients. I, I think it's going to be beneficial for patients in the long run as they abandon allopathic medicine as a monopoly and begin to explore all the options out there in God's creation. Because he's arguing, you know, vaccines in general has been reduced, the trust. Well, that's a good thing. They should have never had the trust. It's a faith. It's, an, it's, a, it's a religion. It's a cult. It's not a scientific endeavor. They're talking about reform, and I'm talking about abandonment. 
There doesn't seem to be a key impetus toward acknowledgement of the professional's ethical failures during COVID. I know that. Doctor knows that. That's good. Reform of medicine, he says and argues. We're about to go for a break for a brideon.tv. says, will likely arise from individuals who refuse to participate in the big medicine vision of healthcare. Amen. I can agree on that. Doctor, welcome. The Robert Scott Bell Show, where the water's warm, doesn't have glyphosate in it either. And the power to heal is yours. We'll be right back. Okay, Super Don, in theory, we're on break on Brideon.tv. I say that in theory, and I'm hoping that uh, it's true. But y'all are with me still? Are you enjoying the show? Is it sucking the eggs? Is Super Don snoring behind the scenes? What's happening out there? <laughs> I'm taking a sip of tea, Super Don. You can do well, it. I'm waiting to start the timer here. Hold on. Okay. Break. Yeah, so we know. Unless you just want to you know, figure well, it out. I wing it, whatever. Okay. In progress. Anyway, pretty interesting article, Super Don, you found. Honestly, pretty heavy, man. Heavy for a Monday. Clayton J. Baker, MD, who wrote that. Uh, yeah. And I, look, I appreciate his intellectual integrity in covering these things. And if if he, I don't know that he's, I don't know what it, he thinks about it at all, but I'd welcome him on the show and talk to him about these things. Yep. But he's coming from within the beast and recognizing its failures, its failings and saying, hey, the only way to get this thing fixed is the people stop going to it and the doctors stop participating in it. I don't disagree with that. But I take it out to another layer and level, as you know, is to open the floodgates wide for all healing and all healers and let the free market. You know, but here's here, here's the question I have on that. And and it's it's a lot of a lot of the time when there are discussions taking place on these types of topics, uh, it's very easy to get into the philosophical and the and the 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 literal solutions. But sometimes I think those differ from what the practical solutions might be. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, you know, oh, let's open up the floodgates. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That would be like Ron Paul saying, we'll just abolish the uh, Department of Energy and the IRS and the blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Those things, yes, that, that, that would solve lots of problems. Mm-hmm. But how practical is it that that can actually take place? Yes. But does nature care of practicality? I uh, know, but people do. Because sure. people will be affected by that sure. if, if that were to take place. So the question right. is, is it possible to be able to do these things that mm-hmm. are being proposed as a solution without it, uh, without, I mean, is it is it just too big to fail? Well, I think that what we're talking about with these, you know, even like last hour, people are actually setting the stage for the inevitable collapse by providing something that can be done now, not waiting for that disaster. That catastrophe, so to speak. So we'll talk about that when we come back in just about two seconds. Ta-da! For those of you on Brideon.tv, welcome back. If you took a break. (laughs) It's the Robert Cadmill Show. Two hours a day, six days a week. We have our Sunday conversations, which have been great. Uh, If you guys have been missing our Sunday shows, please uh, uh, download them, watch them at your leisure, or listen on the podcast. You can sign up for our newsletter. By going to robertscottbell.com. Which the poll of the day today happened to be, would you vote for RFK Jr. for president? That's the okay. that's the, the question of the day on the newsletter. If you vote, yes. Yeah. It's well, not a requirement here, but. You can vote on the poll. I'm going to yeah, say. I mean, even, even in theory, poll. you know, would you? If you yeah. voted, go ahead and give yourself some leeway there. If you were a voting person, which I am not, mm-hmm. uh, would you, in theory, uh, vote for RFK Jr. for president? Yeah. I think I think we're going to have a, a, an overwhelming majority say yes. I'll check no, it here before the okay. show's over. 
Yeah, yeah. we'll check that out. But y'all can plug in and participate in that. Get the newsletter. <sighs> We've got our AMA coming up for our patron supporters. Uh, we do that once a month. It's coming up Monday. Is it? Week from uh, today. Week from today. And we do that 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And then uh, usually we'll the other month we'll do on Saturdays. Uh, so you'll have an option of a weekday and a weekend. And, and even if you can't participate as a patron supporter, you have access to all of the Zoom AMAs and, and, and they're videotaped and they're even, tra- aren't they transcribed even or something or it's audio or something? Or questions are there to see? I don't know. The chat room. There's chat a transcription room. of the chat yeah. room. Yes, because quite yeah, often right. what happens is, is, you know, people are, man, we've got like the smartest fans. I mean, it, everybody knows so much and they share with each other and help each other and answer, answer each other's questions. And quite often in the chat room, there's links that are put in there to various mm-hmm. things and stuff. So somebody requested at one point, hey, you know, what do we do if we want to see what's in the chat room? Yeah. And it actually provides it in a there. text format. So you can, yeah, there's a lot that. more than that. And we give away a lot of great prizes from our sponsors just for free. It pro- probably in most cases, far outweigh what you're supporting us with, which we appreciate. Believe me, every little bit helps as you know. Uh, so just to wrap up the, you know, the question you asked super Don about uh, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the Ron Paul concept of just abolishing the department of energy, da, 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 you know, all of that. I uh, think that's one of the reasons why he didn't, he, you know, that, that um, some people had some trouble. Yeah, but his point was on the back end of that was, look, you either do it now under your own control or it happens in a collapse scenario. And then how good is it going to be then? You know? Yeah. And and you're a hundred percent right. And some people were able to wrap their head around that. Other people, if you, if you, if you go up to just Joe public, right. You know, walking down the street and you go, uh, you know, eventually the, uh, our society is going to collapse. I think for a lot of people, they're just kind of like, Okay. It's too much because to how do you, how do you wrap your head? How do you imagine what that would even be like? You so, know, there's no there's no reference point for most right. people on that. No, historically there is, but we are detached from history because oh, yeah. the indoctrination centers tell us the government. Heck, people don't remember what, what 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 people were politicians were saying four years ago, let alone you know a hundred years yeah. ago. Well, you know? and and few people even know about the financial collapse in two thousand and eight, <laughs> right? Brad brought that up last hour. Uh, but what does it all mean? And here's what I'm saying about your question, your concern is there are people not waiting. There are people establishing local community cooperatives. And again, voluntarily, this is not top-down communism, but getting together with the neighbors and talking about, mm-hmm. hey, in a crisis, here's what I got. Here's what you got. Here's what so I got. Here's what you got. When you say opening up the floodgates, mm-hmm. what you mean is is in your community. Yeah, because trying to do it from the top down, it'll never no, happen. It'll no, never exactly. happen. It, it's about nullification yeah. at the local level. And Absolutely. Going, working yeah. up from a local community level up to the state level on, on, up. Uh, yep. But bottom line, not waiting for the feds to catch up with what's really happening on the ground. And that is people are realizing where we're going inevitably. And what to do about it is not waiting for FEMA to, to save us, rescue us. And you may have to move down. somewhere where you can do that. Because, yes, correct. And that's what yep. you're seeing a lot of people have been doing. Over the last few years. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So uh, the author of the article, Clayton Baker, ultimately says um, they must learn to think for themselves and ask for what they want. They must learn to say no. He ends on that nullification, interestingly enough. And I I get that and I appreciate that. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, perspective today as we open up the hour, the second hour. We're well into our second hour and a half. Um, just briefly, the, the Alliance for Natural Health, which is a great organization. I hope that you'll follow ANHUSA and UK and, and Europe. They are reframing the ethics for therapeutic relationships. And we just talked about ethics, didn't we? And this is something you can read about why medical ethics must be reframed. Uh, and 
here's the 12 propositions. Again, autonomy was something used in form consent, non-maleficence. It ties in beautifully into what, you know, the opening article was in this hour, beneficence, fairness and justice, unconflicted practice, integrity and accountability, openness and transparency, privacy and confidentiality, non-discrimination, respect for the dignity of all life and natural systems, reciprocity and human relationships. The only thing lacking here is, well, specifically the uh, abolition of monopolies on the practice of all kinds of medicine, freeing it up so that everybody can hang a shingle, not to deceive you, but to say, honestly, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I know. Right now, monopoly, we have such deception that, again, medical ethics becomes an oxymoron. Now, something else moronic is putting kids on Prozac. The Brownstone Institute has another great article by Marianne DeMossi, and uh, it is about Prozac being unsafe and effective for young people. Analysis finds. Now, you and I both know it's unsafe for all people, ultimately. Some would argue that it has efficacy for some. And this is where I am compassionate as a therapeut to understand that people who have tried a lot of things and have gone on in SSRI, there have been people that said, my gosh, it got me my life back. Yes, it's been said. And I am not arguing against that sensation, that feeling, and even that reality for that person. But the risk, of course, uh, if you taper up or down on that drug is homicide and suicide, et cetera. It's a very high risk category of drugs. And yet, no actual scientific basis for the utilization of them because there's no test in the psychiatric medical field, blood test, urine test, hair analysis, saliva test, skin, DNA test, anything to determine you are lacking, for instance, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibiting drug like Prozac. And then they apply it to children any more than methylphenidate, Ritalin has been tested in terms of long-term safety or that there aren't other things that address the ADHD that are often, you know, driving parents to take their kids in desperation to physicians or, or psychiatrists to then get drugged. Not that the parents want to drug them, but then some are like, dude, I couldn't handle my child until I put them on drugs. Is that interesting? Yeah, I know that's out there. But then they say, well, I tried everything. This is the only thing that worked. And I asked them, well, did you go organic? Did you go non-GMO? Did you remove all additives, preservatives, colorings, flavorings, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides in their diet? Uh, no, we didn't do that. Um, how about homeopathy? Did you do any homeopathy detoxify their liver? How about uh, these minerals like selenium? How about uh, the healing of their gut? Probi well, no, we didn't do any of that. But you said you tried everything and nothing worked. So again, that's the monopoly medical system that we're living in and the dominance of our thought form in, in the West where we'd actually be so the ability to the audacity to make a statement like I've tried everything and this is the only thing that worked. And then you ask them, query them one question after another. We didn't try that. Didn't try that. Didn't try that. And again, we're left with there's more in heaven and earth ratio. <laughs> there's more, there's always more, but the question is, are you listening or are you giving up because you're exhausted? And you know, I'm not here to accuse you of being a bad person. If you've been so exhausted that that was your only resort or that you perceived and believed. So this is not me being, uh, you know, denigrating your choice, but acknowledging that when you say a statement like I've tried everything and nothing worked, I'm asking you to go a little deeper and go, you know what? I don't know what's out there. I was too tired to look. And then we just went here and this is helping for now. Okay. That's honest. But our joke at home, you know, when we encounter something new, well, we've tried everything. But we haven't tried that, right? Make a little fun out of it and finding out, hey, what can you do?
So Prozac. How about uh, looking at essential fatty acids? How about using cannabinoids? How about detoxifying the liver? How about going organic? Remember the uh, secret ingredients movie? Jeffrey Smith, Amy Hart put that out there. And 90-minute movie showed more about how you can undo diagnoses, including psychiatric disorders, by simply going organic. I'm not saying that's 100% successful in every case immediately. But if you reduce that inflow, the body has a miraculous capacity for healing, especially the younger you are. But we can accelerate that with the things we do here. You know, like the 100% whole food selenium we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com or the supercharged Chernobyl-level antioxidant that we get from Bobri Orin. Bobri, remember we talked about him coming from Georgia under the Soviet Union, escaping to Israel, then coming to America. And now we have the Folium products, foliumpx.com. When nothing else is working, people are going on the folium and going, oh my gosh. And I've interviewed doctors and, and patients about this. Some were vaccine injured and uh, folium products, foliumpx.com. Start with the folium PX, then go to the folium amino and folium uh, relax and see what happens for you. Mom, my mom at 89 is back dancing and celebrating life again. And on Mother's Day, she went and saw a movie at her friends with a friend and went out to the organic Thai restaurant. I'm so jealous. I was like, I want to be hanging out and having some Thai food with you guys. But what an amazing journey. But the Folium products, foliumpx.com. Other things to promote health of the gastrointestinal tract. Many of the products that are succeeding coming from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. Is there is there like a, a, a something expiring today that N Nutritional Frontiers has a deal like 15% off of stuff and you can use the code RSB15 to get an additional 15% off? If it is, I mean, there might be some things people are going, whoa, yeah, no, I need to take advantage of that before that expires. But if you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com, use the code RSB15, you get 15% off even sale items. So you can double dip on things. I've been using the inner DMG. Another thing, hey, how about the punching holes in the gut? How about the antibiotic effects of glyphosate? It's in everything. You don't even know it. You're eating oatmeal for breakfast. If it's not organic, there's glyphosate. Hummus. You love hummus? If it's not organic, it's been soaked in glyphosate. And then you find, oh, there it is. Thank you. Nutritional Frontiers 15th birthday celebration. I think it might be ending today. So they have the GI Complete Margarita. Look at that. A whole bunch of things to restore health to the gastrointestinal system. And uh, check that out. The Probezyme. Uh, I use the NRDMG formula to counteract any inadvertent exposure to glyphosate as well. And uh, nutritionalfrontiers.com. Use the code RSB15. You'll get an additional 15% off of the sale item there. That's cool. I'm grateful for that too. Thanks, Super Don, for finding that. I had a feeling there was something there associated with that. But Prozac for kids, Prozac for adults, prob I had a problem with that. Uh, the psychiatric medicine based on no objective analysis or test, just sequences of behaviors, never concerning themselves that there could be heavy metal toxicity in these children, much less adults, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, lead, aluminum, on and on. These things having an impact on brain, neurological, and emotional uh, states of health. Nope, let's just add some fluoride-based uh, drugs in there. How about that? Loxetine, anybody? Just amazing. Amazing what we're witnessing here. Now, when we go to the diet, I've been talking a lot about diet this hour. It's part and parcel to the Robert Scott Bell Show. You're not going to get by it. It's not about being on a diet. In fact, I was talking with one of my friends at the gym. Uh, I think she's in her 30s. She's very happy. She's dating a guy. I think like he's 40-something, 40 45. 40, I don't know. It's 14 years apart. I was joking about that. And uh, I talked with him 
about his health issues and he's on cholesterol meds. Noble names are being said here. So it's not like I'm, I'm violating privacy. Um, so I, you know, gave him some insight and see some things he could do. And, you know, I said, you know, well, actually she asked me, what diet should I be on? I'm like, it's not about what diet you should be on. It's like food. You need to eat food. What do you mean you need food? Organic food. You mean, you mean instead of making, if I'm making pasta for the kids, I'm using the organic pasta instead of, yes, exactly. Every little bit that you, you go organic, the best benefit for your kids and you. And then I had the, the gauntlet. I threw it down. It's like, why don't you love yourself enough to feed yourself the best to do that? I do love it. Like, but you go to McDonald's. How does that correspond to self-love? That's again, I'm not picking on McDonald's, but any of these factory farm fast food restaurants is, you know, like a drug poison to the body. And you say, well, it's not because I I'm fine. After I eat it, I got no symptoms. Well, that's a problem too. If you can eat that kind of food and not at least get diarrhea fairly quickly, you're not well. What do I mean by that? It means the appropriate response to toxic poisons, however minute, is to reject them violently when you're healthy. You throw them up. Get out. Like supersize me the first day. George, what's the guy's name that did that? Morgan Spurlock. That was a guy. Supersized it that first day. He threw it up. He vomited. His body went, no, uh-uh-uh, not in here. Doesn't belong. And then he kept putting it and kept putting it in, and his body adapted to it. But, of course, the factors in a chronicity scenario played themselves out as you know, I remember one of the doctors in that film uh, looked at Morgan like two weeks into this. I was like, your liver looks like you have non-alcoholic fa uh, fatty liver disease. You know, remember that one? It's like you're putting enough poison in there, but people do it slowly and surely over time, depending on your strengths and weaknesses. You can tolerate it, but you're not healthy for it. You're in a chronic state of dis-ease. Maybe diagnoses any number of ailments or illnesses that are going to be managed by various drugs to modulate or moderate the symptoms, make them to go away or make them less. That adds to the toxic burden until one day you might have the big C. And that's cancer, of course. If, when you hear about it that way, you're like, whoa, 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 I was fine. What do you mean? I was eating the same food all and what, now cancer? Yes. It took how long it took in your body. Somebody else might get a symptom right away and that's a warning sign to say, you're doing it wrong. You're putting the wrong stuff in. Please stop putting that in. Let's get the garbage out. It's so basic. It's so basic. And yet we make it so complicated as a human species because we have high medical degrees and we need to use language that makes us exclusive. You have to come through us if you want to get, eh, you know, and it's the monopoly system. The doctors that are friends of mine have broken free largely from that. There's still a handicap associated with a medical degree, but I lovingly help any doctor that comes with sincerity to break free of that. And to do better. And there are many. And, and you know who you are. Friends of mine. And I appreciate you so much for what you do. So it's not me bashing doctors. Remember, they're programmed. And the deprogramming is pretty harsh and hard. And even I had to be deprogrammed from the cult of medicine growing up. We're all having to be deprogrammed from something. And then what? Connect to the source of all wisdom. The guidance. The healing. We talked about that with Ann Archer uh, yesterday on the show. My, Sunday show. If you missed that. Our Sunday conversation. Oh, it was amazing. Some amazing stories. We talked more about the dolphin stories. Uh, uh, Super Don likes the elephant story. We didn't cover the elephant story with Ann, but the dolphin stories were amazing too. And also for the first time, went into depth on the healing of her husband, my friend, my kind of adopted dad too, Alden, Ann and Alden. Uh, and what a journey that they had to recover from uh, stage three slash four cancer, the parotid area that would have resulted in death with massive surgery and all horrible things. And what was the guidance 
that she received and how did she act on it and how did they overcome it much to the, the miraculous almost disbelief of the top physicians going we can't do this what did you do that story needs to be told y'all listen to sunday's edition of the robert scott bell show from may 14th it's astonishing really uplifting too so western diet identified as a risk factor for alzheimer's duh can it super don cannot anything be a moment of die anymore no it's too complicated uh, no, not everybody knows come on really who doesn't know that eating the standard american diet puts you at risk for any number of chronic immunodeficient inflammatory degenerative diseases including alzheimer's is that really not that known just asking for a friend <laughs> some <laughs> people what some people some people can we do like a some people yeah. moment of duh <laughs> some people got no no, no. duh <laughs> no you don't you know look you know people may be learning about this kind of thing yeah. uh for the first time yeah. or maybe it may mm -hmm. be even some of the people that maybe that do know better but they haven't had somebody actually say it to them before you know okay. that's why we're here I'm otherwise you it, know you know scare people away i don't want to scare you away Super Don, you've hung out for 16, 17 years now? How many years? A lot of years. 18. Actually, you know, it's very funny that you asked that because uh, there was a question over on Rumble asking that question. Uh, it's 18 been, since 2005. Been, they asked Super Don, how long you been hanging out with this bozo? Uh, well, it wasn't framed that way. Well, but kind of hinted toward that. How, like, how long? It actually, it was Marge. Marge is over on, on, on oh, Rumble. Marge, she was right. saying, how many years have you guys been together, Don right. and you? 18 years, really? 2005 is when we started. Years. Wow, this is astonishing. So I was, there, a, I was a call ever, screener on the show in 2000. No, it's funny because your response to me wasn't, "I got to get get this guy's just crazy." It was like, "I I don't want to hang out with him." You're like, no. you're the opposite. It was like, "Dude, there's something about this. We got to do something." Uh, you did. Uh, I've I've been an anti-establishment, uh, uh, kind of rebellious person for all my life, and so I liked what I heard, and that's what attracted me at first. But mm -hmm. then it was. Then it was, uh, I mean, the stuff you were you were saying, it was just like the Mikey FDA Mike. and this, and they don't let you do that, and then whatever. And I, you know, I was like, well, yeah. that's interesting. The more I looked into it, the more I learned that it was true. And yeah, well, and that's I think that's bravery. You know, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we step into places like because uh, I'm a go along to get along kind of guy, right? I'm like, yeah. No, I, I really can. I can get along with people that disagree with me and vice versa. Again, because I believe in freedom so much. If the other person doesn't, we don't get along so well. That's, you know, kind of the litmus. It's like, you, you know, do you respect my freedom to believe and live differently than you? And we can get along just fine. Marge uh, says two more years, there should be a party for us. Well, we're having an RSB family union, but it doesn't sound like you're going to it. July 4th. I probably, you know, I, I don't think I'll be able to make that, but two years, I mean, that'd be 20 years. That's pretty significant. We can right? target a 20 year party. Yeah. That'd be good. If, you know, if we have more support and this is not me begging for, you know, support, I'm just saying <laughs> the reality of the economics of doing a party, they cost a lot. And it's, you know, it's not yeah. so easy to do. We'd love to do that kind of thing, but we, we've always been lean and mean. Uh, we've not been, you know, the, the, the top of the food chain and how to uh, monetize the things we do. Thankfully, we can, we have a roof over our heads. We're able to eat and, you know, there's been times there's been ups and downs, but uh, your support and sharing the show is probably the biggest thing you can do to help us because as we grow the audience, the things that we do and say and, and lead to things that support what we do and say uh, helps us to do even more things, even better. 
And so, Marge, you're out so there. So if, if you're looking for, and, and let's let's put the period at the end of the sentence on that. Mm-hmm. If somebody heard what you just said and they said, all right, so how can I support you? Go ahead. There's lots of different ways. You know, you can join us on Patreon. That uh, is a, uh, a way that uh, uh, like five bucks a month, uh, you know, goes to support the show. And then it gets you in, uh, connected to the uh, once a month AMAs that we do, which is mm-hmm. we all get together. And it's it's an ask me anything Although it's it's turned into more of a to tell us anything, yeah. <laughs> right? Because uh, everybody they know so much. Uh, but you know, if you've got questions about health and and you know whatever, it doesn't even really. There's no limit uh, or restriction to what it is that that we can talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. We all get together, and there's it's it's grown into a community. Uh, it's a really cool thing. Look forward to it every month. So there's that. You can direct. Uh, directly donate on the website. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a place there where you can do that if you want to just throw a few bucks our way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also along the right-hand side of the page, there's a, a bunch of uh, companies that we support and that support us. The products and services that we uh, recommend and that Robert puts his stamp of approval on, uh, that if you support them, that helps support us as well. Beautifully said, Super Don. And you know what? Even that, just share the show. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned that before. Come you know, on, we we share the show. We we don't have. You know, it's it's me and Robert. <laughs> you know, uh, we don't have a, a marketing PR. You know, you know type will, thing. So I will credit Kevin Tuttle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and he's an associate producer as well as he's got his PR agency, but. He does a lot of stuff from the goodness of his heart. He's just yep. a, a and he gets some of the some of the most amazing guests that we've had on this yeah. show ever. I never would have been able to do what he's what he's done from a guest standpoint. Yeah. Um, but how many but, people that we hear about bringing on the shows? Like I never heard of you before, and like oh my true. gosh, I never heard of you before. Yeah. I, you know, and here we are, twenty four years into it. Uh, that you know, this show in eighteen years, as you said, hanging out together as such. So, yeah. uh, which brings us to uh, things we like to do is answer questions that you send us. And uh, if you don't mind, Super Don, I can just jump right into it, or you can play the clip for it. But uh, we, I think we had a question of the day. We only have like like three minutes Ooh, left. We're running here, out so. of time. Yeah, yeah this for is it. from who is this from? It says, "Hello again, RSB and Super D." Question of my day is. Oh, that's interesting. It's not a question wow. of the day. It's a question of my day. All right, mm. a little personal there. If someone is having an asthma attack with mild to moderate wheezing, what would you do for them to give immediate relief? Thank you for always being a shining light and voice of sanity in my life. Lori, L-O-R-I, in parenthesis, Lorraine. So you can tell the bothersome Lori apart from others. <laughs> LOL, I'm kidding. Yes, we have Lorraine. Okay, Lorraine. now we know. Well, and we do have other Lori's, uh, and uh, you know, there's one in the in the, the chat room right now. She says it's not me. Are, you're the bothersome Lori, or is it her, Lorraine, the bothersome Lori? Uh, no, neither of you are bothersome. So the first remedy that comes to mind is antimonium tartaricum, homeopathic antimonium tartaricum. Uh, but I would ask you to read. Uh, unlock the power to heal, or you can have this for free if you become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, the chapter called Good Loving for Your Lungs. In Unlock the Power to Heal, it goes into, it's a very short chapter, right to the point, nebulizing bioactive silver hydrosol. Now you can nebulize bioactive copper hydrosol to oxygenate, to heal tissue, to reduce inflammation, to eradicate infection and debris, uh, clear it out very quickly. That's written about. The remedies, including antimonium tartaricum, spongia tosta, uh, Drosera rotundifolia, and most importantly, Bryonia alba as a liver polycrest, also impacting lung health and breathing issues. 
Um, there, there's always more that you can go to, but I did give that in there and you can access it by getting the book online or becoming a patron supporter. That chapter is part of your patron. Thank you. You know, that chapter is available for free to read and share for your, well, yeah, I look, I'm not policing it. If you want to share it, I want you to have access to this information to help yourself and others. Uh, so, uh, copper is a critical, uh, plays a critical role in iron metabolism, utilization, and oxygenation that may play a big part of it. Uh, allergies associated with breathing difficulties can trigger asthma attacks. That comes back to gut health. The free chapter on gut health is the, the silver aloe gut recovery protocol, bottom of the page, all the way to the bottom, Marge, all the way to the bottom. And then you see clicking, click on that. The PDF of that chapter comes up for free. You don't even have to sign up for email. I mean, that's how ridiculously non-monetizing uh, we are as a show. I know it's stupid, but we, I don't even make you sign up for email alerts to get that free chapter of the book. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe it's Super Don. Not me. I would not take responsibility for anything. Right, Super Don? This show's not about that. <laughs> were you scolding me? Not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to see if you're paying uh, attention. That's all. I know we're at the, the tail. 30 end. seconds oh. left with Patreon. What, I yeah. mean, with Patreon, with Brideon. Brideon.tv. So thank yeah. you, Brideon.tv. We are also on Q Streaming, or we're going to be also on TV through Q Streaming, and you can check that out. There's a big banner uh, for $59.99. You can see all the TV you want and then some. If you're into that and maybe dump the cable bill for, for us. So check that out and all those things at robertscatbell.com. Back with the bonus round for those of you who want to join us at robertscatbell.com because the power to heal is yours. Anybody still here? You're here. Uh, let's see. We got... God, we got 34 people over on uh, on, Rumble. on Rumble. Thank you on for Rumble. joining us on Rumble. Please share it Rumble too. Hi guys, covering us there. How's it going? I I normally can't, see, as you know, monitor. Yeah, thir- 13 people on social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you actually. Let's see. Over on the website, hanging into the bonus round. Thank you for being here. By the way, I know, and this is not the cheap seats when you're listening on podcast later. I know the vast majority of people watch on their schedule. I'm not trying to say you need to change your schedule to be with us, but it's fun when we're here together live, just like AMA Zoom. So it's fun to interact that way. And I thank you for that. Uh, Whatever uh, days you can be here with us uh, live is great, great fun. So thank you. Was it too heavy of a Monday? You know what? Listen, I, I'll. You, you want to blame somebody for that? It's me because yeah. I, you know, for whatever That's reason. Serious, but yeah, you, you know what? I don't. I don't even question it most of the time anymore. When I put when I, when I, when I I am going through the stuff and looking at what you know we should talk about for the day Mm -hmm. it just comes together on its own and so some days are going to be heavy some are going to be light some are going to be whatever happens have you know um uh as as ted nugent would say a free-for-all yeah uh or it could be a stranglehold as well okay so um in any case we still don't have Ted Nugent on the show. We Why haven't gotten Ted on the show. I got to talk. I got to talk to Shemaine and make that happen. She hasn't interviewed me yet. What's going on? What kind of producer True. are you? True. What? what? <laughs> hey, it's not my choice. Um, <laughs> you just got to be a nag. I'm not going to strong arm Shemaine Nugent because Ted would come over Ted and kick my over. butt. So yeah. Multiple anyway. Calibers. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, it was some important stuff, but it was pretty heavy today. Pretty yeah, heavy though. I, although Brad, man, we've we've found good. another person that that can fin- you can finish their sentences. I mean, yeah. it's like I'm excited about that. There are good people out there. He's, a, he's a cool dude. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that that headshot, the hair, man. Holy. See, why couldn't I have a shot like that instead of the goofy one? 
right? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. But he was laughing about it because apparently a lot of people give him crap about that show. Yeah. You know, I just took a chance on that one. I just, whatever reason I was feeling that way when, when we were, because, <laughs> you know, what, what happens is, is you guys can't, you, you can't see it, but, you know, whenever we have a guest waiting to come on, we've got like, we can see them in a little window mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah. And so I was looking at it and I was like, you know, should I do this or should I not? I don't know how, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I just had a feeling it would be yeah, okay. Your gut intuition was right. So I, I started, yeah, I started giving him a hard time about his headshot and he was just dying. Yeah. It was fun, fun to watch. No, I, like I said, I, I felt the spirit of him just would, would roll with it. And he did. And which tells you he's a good guy, really does. Uh, so, yeah, but you're right. The, the topics were pretty intense today, but important. Sometimes you got to hit a, a Monday hard. What's it? Term, is, is there a term called heavy modi? Is there something in history? Heavy modi? I'm making that up in my ear. Heavy modi. I've heard that somewhere. Is that short for heavy Monday? I don't know. Does anybody know? Am I making that a totally alternate reality possible? Wow, look at the the slang coming from Robert Scott Bell. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Heavy Mo D. Is that something you guys have heard of? Is that just my imagination that's uh, coming out of nowhere? Let us know. Let me know, by the way. <sighs> what else? Any breaking news out there that we should uh, cover at the moment? The there's, a, there's a musician, a musical artist on Apple Music called Heavy Mo D., what is it? It's a, it's a. Is it a song or is it a band? No, it's a. It's a. Uh, I don't know. Heavy Mo D. Is it it's a genre of music? Heavy, M O, and then D. Apparently, they're a. I don't know. It's good. Maybe it's a rapper or something. I don't know. It kind of sounds like a rapper name. Well, I'm hoping somebody that knows it better than I do. I Wasn't there somebody named Cool Mo D? From back in the eighties. Same question, man. 90s. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. That went nowhere. All right. So uh, I'm just going to take a quick look here. I don't have the screenshot for it, but I'm just curious to see the uh, subscribers of the Robert Scott Bell Shell newsletter, how they responded to today's poll of the day, which is, would you vote for RFK Jr. for president of the United States? And survey says 61% say yes. Yeah, it's a super majority almost. 14% say no. Okay. 24% 24% not sure. Okay. It's kind of what the sense of what I got about it. I mean, if you vote, I recognize as we talk about that it isn't the solution to all our problems, but I still, I still can acknowledge, and I hope that you can too, that having someone like Bobby Kennedy, a man of integrity in the White House, even as a Democrat, would be far better, doesn't solve every problem. Then, you know, not. Or as I said about Jonathan Ebor in the U.S. Senate, would that be a great impact? I believe it would. And and doesn't mean don't do the things we talk about locally. But it, there are people that have a mission, and I support them, you know, when they have that level of integrity to go places that I would not want to go. But they have the, the strength and wherewithal to go, and I think we're better off for that. So uh, that's why I support. And, you know, I may, again, openly endorse Bobby Kenny. I don't know yet. I'm working on it. see who else is running. But not that, again, one person, like I said, even if Ron Paul were president, he couldn't have done all he wanted to do. But what he did by running was impactful to many, for many of us. Many people impacted positively. And I think that by Bobby Kennedy running, we similarly have a benefit in that what he's going to be talking about is something the mainstream media does not want you to hear anything about. Oh, there's the today's poll. There's the, the poll. Uh, question of the day. So what was in today's newsletter? 
FBI contractors. Do you know they, they created fake online IDs to uh, get into the chat rooms? There was a couple of airlines that had formed these groups of uh, uh, employees that were opposed to getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And the FBI infiltrated those chat rooms uh, with fake uh, ID profiles uh, mm-hmm. to be able to keep tabs on what was going on there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There's yeah. a couple of things that we've talked about here today. Um, TSA is testing facial recognition software now mm-hmm. uh, because they want to keep people safe. And, you know, the funny thing that I, I think that I always come to on this is how many uh, terrorist attacks and terrorists have been stopped by the TSA since they were formed uh, after 9-11. How many? None. None. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. No, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. I believe it's none. None. Okay. Um, Yeah. Although, did you see in the news that they intercepted some person on the terror watch list at the border like today or something like that? No. After the Title 42 thing got dropped? Yeah, that they, they nailed somebody that was coming over the border. Uh, food Supply 101, How to Grow Food and Stockpile. Uh, there's a, an article there. I think we talked about this last week about uh, barbecue stuff and how it's tied thing. to rheumatoid yeah. arthritis. Ooh. There's a Ooh, gluten-free lemon that. custard pie uh, recipe there. Hold on, hold on. Go back to that. <laughs> Leslie, yes. did you get that? Uh, I wouldn't mind that too. <laughs> Just put in my order now in advance of the RSB family union. Hint, hint. Okay. Yeah. By the there's way, the Danny, I, yes. I think uh, Super Don, I talked with uh, Dr. Batar. And he mm. said the RSB code should be active for discount to the. Uh, well, Lori, yeah. um, I don't, not not the uh, the the Lorraine, uh, Lorraine yeah. but the Lori Harvey that we know. Yeah. Uh, she tried it and it didn't work. I went and tried it myself personally and it didn't work. Still. So unless, no, well, no, it was recently. it was last week. No, no, I, I think it should be active since. now. All right, and I'll I'll check it out. And by the way, Doctor Batar is scheduled to join us tomorrow on the show. As well as That's Paul right. Barrero. So we got great lineup tomorrow. Great lineup. Indeed. All, All right. So real quick, I just want to get through this here. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Dandelion tea. Yeah. Uh, pesticides on kids' food. Mm-hmm. There's a sovereign silver. Off, yeah. How about a no need K-N-E-A-D for those of you on the podcast? A bread no recipe. need bread recipe mm-hmm. uh, in less than five minutes. And Is there's a uh, bread. Yeah. So uh, just out of curiosity of all this, all the stories that I've shown you there. Mm-hmm. That were in today's newsletter. Which one do you think is the most popular? Uh, the lemon pie. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent. That is I, so I far the, the most popular uh, article that people have been checking out. Hear that, honey? Lemon pie. Lemon custard pie. Lemon pie, very pretty. Mmm, very nice. What are those really lemon. lyrics to a song? No, lemon, lemon, lemon tree. Very pretty, but the lemon flower is oh, sweet. Okay. And the, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is oh. impossible to eat. That's Trini Lopez. Speaking of lyrics, yeah. I have not done this. And I, I know Linda in Australia. Linda Heap, yes. I don't want you to think that we have forgotten about you. We haven't. Oh we have gosh. just been between Robert's schedule and my schedule. Like that. We've been, been really busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am with eager finger, uh, formerly nicotine stained fingers. Yes. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm still, we're, we're still going to do this. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, if you're not watching, if you're listening, uh, Linda in Australia, uh, the, the, what what'd you say laureate. she was? The poet laureate. Of the, the poet Robert laureate Scott. of the Robert Scott Bell show yeah. put together a, uh, a poem, which actually is a rap hmm. that Robert and I are going to do. We are. And I need to, I need to like collaborate with, with Robert here on oh making this God. happen. 
So are we going to um, read it first, or are we going to introduce it as a song, a rap? Song? I think we should just. I, I'm not even going to. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. To. to uh, I want people to hear it the way it's, it was intended. Do I, do I get to sing about you, and you get to sing about me? Is that how this goes? I think that's how it works. Okay. Yes. All right. This yeah, and she has it. She okay. has it in in two different colors. So there's like my part and your part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. I've got the music already picked out for it. Nice. But uh, yeah, so Linda, we have not forgotten. This will be happening. This will be a major uh, premiere. Are we going to put it on iTunes because I'm banned on Spotify? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I Actually, I don't think that we can because oh. the music, I, I think I'm, I'm limited as far as the copyright goes on what I can do with that. Gotcha. So anyway, <laughs> just wanted to say that. I didn't want Linda to think uh, we're ignoring her. All right. We were talking about Lori. She said she's giving away a T-shirt. Right, the next oh, day speaking of that, did Maybe you see the, the new T-shirt design? that she she uh, she put on Facebook? Is this the one she's going to give away? It's well, I don't know if it is, but she's got a new uh, new design. Okay, that she's putting together. Can you show it? And this is uh, what it would say on the shirt: uh, "Follow the science. Science is crossed out and replaced by silenced. Follow the silenced." That's a Isn't good that great? I like that. It's a great. I great want one of those. So that's the one she's given away. So that's it. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who are interested in all the giveaways we do at the AMA, join us on Patreon and uh, support the Robert Scott Bell Show and get a t-shirt. Oh, Another is that where she's giving it away at the AMA? Yeah. She's going to get it. Wow. There you go, guys. Yeah. You want to be, be a part of that. Now I'm going to request that somebody else come up with the, uh, uh, the trivia question, the trivia yeah. question. Cause I want to play. Lori might. Oh, you want to play for this one? I want to play for this one. This Lori, is a is cool okay? shirt. I like this. plays for this one? I'll see if it's okay. <laughs> you might be disqualified. What? I don't know. All right. Well, Fine. I know you really want that one. So, I All right. What else clever. we got in there? Uh, let's see. DJ Katie says, I ask sometimes in our chat room, is anybody home? Because a lot of times people listen, but they don't comment. You know, oh, there's a, there's a, a real-time right. test there. What is that? By Lori. It doesn't work. Jeez. Did you just try that, Lori, now? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she just tried again. Yeah. yeah, okay. And by the way, according to Lori, who is the one that writes the rules on that, I'm Super not. Don is not DQ'd. All right, no. so you're, you right, can play cool. for it. Okay. Right. What is that? Somebody put that image in. Stephen put that one in. Follow the science, science, follow the silence. But it's a great one. I don't know where it came from, but Lori's putting on a T-shirt. Cooking. A free-range bird. Great show as always. Not too heavy. DJ K says it wasn't too heavy today. All right. Great. I'm just looking if there's anything else we forgot to cover. Upcoming events. Yeah, I think that we didn't really cover upcoming events. I mentioned the Advanced Medicine Conference, but we got to make sure that the... Uh, I get, You know, the thing is, Super Don, remember how you sent an email to Vitar? Uh, mm-hmm. You can't do that. He gets thousands. You have to text him. He'll see your text. He won't see your email. Okay. Is that what he said? Yes. Okay. So tell him that the RSB code still doesn't work. And we're we're trying to help him promote the event and people want to get tickets to it and we want him to get the discount. I will do it right now. Okay, thanks. Very good. Links are the show. Batar. Yeah, you got him. Okay. All right, let's go quickly through the upcoming events. For those of you who are new to the show, don't know what's happening around the country. Uh, my friend, Dr. Kirk Moore, who's being charged with a crime of disposing of, I don't know, it's conspiracy to dispose of government property. It was because he, you know, responded to parents' request for a shot that wasn't the shot. And he's being charged with a crime. There's a support event coming up uh, May 20th. 
at the University of Utah, Dr. Kirk Moore with guests. So that's one of the things that are listed. Also, the Spellers movie is happening May 22nd. Uh, I know some of you may have seen it online, but it's going to be in a theater. You can support it in South Jordan, Utah. That's thanks to Kristen Chevrier and Your Health Freedom. Uh, the Advanced Medicine Conference that we talked about, St. Louis Memorial Day weekend. We the Patriots USA event, and that's happening June 2nd and 3rd. And let's see, we got the Real Healthy Solutions, Real Solutions for Healthy Living. That's June 24th, uh, and that's uh, in Loveland, Colorado, a one-day, all-day event. Then we have the Goody Farms Homestead Family Union, July 14th through 16th. And if you don't want to QR code it, I haven't figured out if there's a website this is linked to. Have you, Super Don? Because we should. You know, I failed to. uh, Hold on. Let me me text uh, Batar so I don't forget. Yeah, we do that. All right, now I'll hyperlink it. I'm going to uh, I'm going to do the QR code thingy here. Hold on. Okay. Let's see. What does it say? QR code. Um. Oh. Where does it take you? That takes me to Canva. Oh, is it like a uh, a ticket? You can buy it through Canva. Well, let me just continue. I think I have a Canva membership. I think you do. I've got, I'm subscribed to so much crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't have permission to see this design. Yeah. So that QR code is taking me to Canva. I think Canva is just a, uh, it's just a, a thing for creating images. Oh, all right. Well, so, Leslie, if you're listening or anybody, me out, Leslie. Leslie, we need to know where that's going so we can send people direct to the URL that don't want to do these QR codes. Yeah. That's, that just takes you to Canva, which is like a, a website for creating all right, Pictures. we'll be adding some more events. Uh, Maho Summer Splash, July 21st, 23rd, Columbus, Ohio. And it looks like on the 21st, I'll be speaking at a, a live public event at Whitaker's Farm Market in Ohio. It's about an hour away from there. Uh, that'll be the 21st. We'll, as soon as we get something put up on about that, we'll, we'll get that into the addition. Uh, Cancer Control Society's 48th Annual Convention, September 2nd through 6th. It's basically Labor Day weekend. Glendale Hilton, Hilton Hotel in Glendale, California, LA Basin. Then in September, our first event as of now is the Biomed Expo, and that's uh, 14th through the 17th, uh, and, and that's going to be a great event. I'll be speaking. I'll be uh, kind of, I guess, moderating panels too. Red Pill Expo officially happening August 12th through the 13th in Des Moines, Iowa. You can get your tickets right away. Eighth annual Your Health Freedom Symposium in Gala. That's the uh, 6th and 7th of October. And that's uh, going to be a fun event. Uh, Kristen Chevrier is putting that on with her Your Health Freedom. Trinity Health Freedom Expo. And you can sign up early, get a, you know, early bird discounts, I think, for uh, becoming an exhibitor. Um, you can also register right now. And there's also the live event just before it, the Trinity Live event for Trinity graduates and students and other naturopathic kind of students that want to participate live. And that's 14th and 15th. And right before it would be like 12th, 13th, and 14th, or 13th, 14th, and 15th. So... Check it out, trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com and Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org. And as we get more events, we'll let you know about them and hopefully see you at one or all of them. That would be awesome. All right. Any questions or comments in the chat room before we uh, take a break till tomorrow? Nothing on Rumble. Des Moines has a kosher deli that will be open that Sunday. Okay. That's like very cool. But the question is, Lori, can it also be organic and kosher? I'd like that. Doesn't the doesn't the kosher thing like make it make bad stuff go away or 
yeah, rabbi blessing, rabbinical blessing. Can't you can't you pray the glyphosate away? It's better than not praying it away, but I'd still <laughs> rather not put it in. And then use the NRDMG from Nutritional Frontiers as well. We'll get her done that way. Okay, I can I can uh, confirm that the RSB discount code is not working. I just tried it myself. So, so you I, and you did text Batari. I texted him. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get it so done. And I, so tomorrow, Paul Bertiro, Trinity uh, graduate spotlight. We'll catch yes. up on what's going on. No, the AMA is a week from tonight, Mom. Um, and I'll, I'll obviously send you the link. But my, a week from Monday, a week from today, which is the twenty second of May. Oh, Rabbi. Uh, oh, so we got Batar and Paul Bertiero on tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. On the calendar here. Oh, like right. I said, it's a good show tomorrow for sure. And again, I'm excited to catch up with Paul. A lot of y'all know him for many years, and he's gone through some trials and tribulations with the business. He's got Echo Technology, so you can still access the hydrogen uh, water that we like, the Echo Hydrogen Water. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. All right, break time. Be back, uh, God willing, less than 22 hours from now for another episode with such awesomeness and i hope you'll join us until if you do say so yourself yes oh the am radio thing super don anything oh yeah let's save that for later okay all right we'll talk more later thank you for being here thank you for sharing the show god bless you see you tomorrow